There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. KVJ. It's time to wake up and let the weirdness begin. It's the KVJ show. Just start your morning. Kevin <laughs> is the host. And his skin pigment is whiter than Casper the Ghost. Virginia. <laughs> Sounds like this. Nickname Vicious B. So don't get her pissed. This is Jason. Talks like a spaz. And he loves to talk about Bigfoot and stats. <laughs> so get ready, here we go. You're listening to 97.9 with the KVJ show. Yeah, baby. Hello and welcome to Thursday KVJ show. Everybody doing okay today? Yeah. yeah. There. We're okay. here. We're making it. That's right. <laughs> Trying to make it through. Two days left. Nice little uh, 4th of July weekend is on deck. Oh, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Big stuff is a brewing. Are the Ralstons doing anything fun on the 4th? Not a thing. We've decided to be very bored all weekend. <laughs> That's sometimes awesome, though. Yes. Yeah, I don't think we have anything of any significance you know, right now we're just we're honestly we are in the stage where we're just trying to make it through. We just want to try to get there across the finish line. We got two days left. Uh, the Queen's got a little tickle in her throat. I oh. woke up, I felt that little tickle. I've uh, been the last three days, well, which I always do. I mean, it, ever since the pandemic, the vitamin protocol that I take on a daily basis is insane. His so, counter looks like GNC. Oh, it, it really does. Honestly, I am on a first name basis with every person at the vitamin store. I walk in like Kev. I'm like going, "Hey, what's <laughs> going on, Ray? What's up, Les? I know everybody that is there. That's how I'm at Publix. Yeah, it's, I, 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 I am there so often. That's how I am at the liquor store. Yeah. Well, they, honestly, I hate to say it, I'm that way as well. Hey, shout out to Ray. <laughs> you know, we got two Rays out there. So yeah, those are the two places I go most: vitamin store and liquor. Those are the two things that sustain Kev on a daily basis. So, yeah, we're just uh, trying to get it through. So I've been slamming. I'm doubling up on the uh, vitamin C, just trying to uh, get through it. So I don't know whatever kind of funk is going on. Okay. It's there. There yeah. is something going on out there? Well, there is in our house. I, I don't want to, you know, project that there's a thing out there. But in my world, you know, the wife and I have, have got something. So it's just, you know, it's one of those things where I, I get the alert and it goes one of two different directions. I've been blessed because ever since I had COVID way back in the day, what, uh, three years ago now? Yeah. I have not been sick once. So I've, I've had- You better where, knock on wood. I've had where I've been on the fringe of it. I, th- I feel like I've got a good conversation with my body now. It tells me, it's like, hey, you know, it's kind of like a, like a stoplight. You got a green light, perfect health. I'm at a yellow light right now. It's just saying, hey, dude- Try to bag a little bit extra sleep. Sleep. Try to get a little extra vitamin in you. Yeah. Vitamin. I told Panda that last night because he was feeling a tickle in his throat. Yeah. Okay. And I said, take some vitamins and go to bed early. That's it. But he stayed up late and watched wrestling and didn't take the vitamins. Well, then there you go. (laughs) You know, I respect that so hard. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That's just it. You just got to have a little bit of discipline when it happens. So that's all we're doing, buckling down because that's the worst, isn't it? It is. You know, you run your yourself out and then you're going to hit a four-day weekend and then you're going to be ill that ain't a way to do it you'll catch up on your netflix 
No, it's all good. <laughs> it's all good. Yeah. Uh, we'll be breaking down tomorrow all the things going on throughout the uh, four-day weekend. There's a lot of stuff happening, a lot of fireworks stuff. We're always affiliated with the 4th on Flagler, which is West Palm Beach's fireworks down there. It's a free show for the whole family. So that, of course, is going to be going on. Pretty much every town in South Florida has got their own fireworks show. They really so, do. Everybody yeah. everybody pops off. This is our time. Mm-hmm. But there's other uh, cool stuff going to be going on, so we'll make sure we get that for you. It'll, of course, be posted at kvjshow.com if you ever want to know, hey, what's going on this weekend? Real easy, handy guide for anything you might possibly want to do. We'll get to uh, that, and that's going to be posted up for the weekend as well. What are you thinking about? What, what are you thinking about? What's on your mind? What are you thinking about? What, what are you thinking about? And just what are you thinking about today, Jay Bird? I'm thinking about all kind of garlic bread type items. <laughs> uh-huh. I've okay. got carbs on your mind again. I know you guys aren't bread people, but just humor me for a second here. I mean, if, if calories didn't count, I would totally get on the bread bus with you. That's what I, okay, that's what this, this game is about. My system just doesn't do bread well. We got three items here, and to me, there's a clear-cut winner, but I want to see what you guys thought. I want to see what KVJ uh, Nation thought. You got garlic bread, you've got garlic sticks, or garlic rolls. You only get one. Who is the MVP? To me, there's a clear-cut winner. I would go with garlic sticks myself. That's what I like. Okay. Yeah, because I, I think about the Olive Garden. That's one of my favorite things. I think their uh, garlic sticks are amazing. They all do have a slight different feel to them. Sure. The bread stick is your favorite. I think mine is just the French bread. It's the French regular bread, garlic bread. Yeah, sliced, but I like a thick slice, and I like a ton of butter, a ton of garlic. To me, I feel like that reigns supreme, and my knock, and this goes for pretty much our, all garlic sticks and garlic rolls, it's not as strong as the garlic bread. It's almost kind of like garlic bread light. Here's a secret that a chef told me one time. Get the most expensive butter you can afford. Get the best butter that your little pocket can put up with. Splurge on butter and you'll never be sorry because butter really does make your garlic bread. And I've tasted some garlic bread where the butter's more oil than butter and it's not that good. There's a restaurant I love and I love their garlic bread, but the problem is it's every other time it sucks. So it's either amazing Mm. or it's complete crap. And it's. It, I think it, we got a butter issue. I think it could be a butter issue. And just because it's shiny and glistening and it looks buttered, it might not be butter. It might be half butter, half oil. And I'm here to say today, every piece of bread should be 100% butter. I don't want that weird canola oil. I don't want it. I kind of feel like if you don't have a little bad garlic bread bread breath after they didn't do it right you have to have a Uh, little garlic breath garlic bread breath it's amazing so i just did that little experiment yesterday it was Mm -hmm. a thought that i had uh okay so what are the uh different options that you have well the suits do a poll find out what uh people believe garlic bread garlic sticks garlic rolls i'm not missing any am i that's the big three yeah that's a big three okay i don't want to overwhelm kvj nation all right (laughs) we'll figure out what their favorite is what is on your mind today virginia well panda was so happy for so long he's been trying to get magnolia to eat fast food at the panda express and he's been talking about this orange chicken they have for a long time (laughs) that's good really i mean yeah it's got his name in the name of the establishment but i think he loved it long before we called him panda 
And so she's up in Tallahassee. Guess what they have near campus? Panda Express. Panda Express. Okay. And so last it's night, an omen. last night, Magnolia faced, uh, FaceTimed us from the Panda Express. She tried the orange chicken for the first time. And loved it. Of course, Panda Express is awesome. <laughs> so, <laughs> I love me. Panda did love Panda Express before he was Panda because I'd go with him. Yeah, he, he's always loved it, and that's why it's a perfect nickname for him. And if you if you don't try the Panda Express, give it a shot. You have to try it once. I mean, it's it, it really is yummy. Dang, I haven't been to the Panda Express in a minute. I, that orange chicken sounds delicious. <laughs> <sighs> it is good. I know Kevin has no idea what you're talking about. No. If he decided to, to surrender and eat the orange chicken and honestly some garlic bread. Is it, is it just uh, Chinese food? Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. It's fast food Chinese food. So it's kind of like, you know how when you walk into Bole, like everything's like there in the hot trays waiting uh-huh. for you? Sure. Same same thing at Panda Express. You walk in, you tell them what you want, and they, you just point, 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 and they put it in a little bowl. It's the Boston market of Chinese food. Yeah. It uh, ranks high, though, compared to other Chinese places? I think it's one of those ones, because it's a chain, as soon as you bring up a chain restaurant, you're going to get, oh, it's a chain, it's terrible, support local. But if you're talking about just eating some... Some, it's quick. It's quick. Because it's not like in a regular Chinese place, they have to make it to order. Mm-hmm. In Panda Express, it's already waiting, like at the Bole. It's it's food court Chinese food, but yeah. baby, it is good. It is. It's food court Chinese food. It's not fancy, but in a pinch, it's fast. There's a there's a food court type of person out there. You 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 work with one of them. <laughs> okay, we like those kind of things. Okay, they get us going. That's you, your deal. You look like you belong in the food court. I'm a, I'm a food court. You're a food court <laughs> look guy. Look at him. You were made to be in a food court. <laughs> That's not an insult. (laughs) What's on your mind, Kev? Well, I saw something interesting about surprising things that destroy your teeth. There was actually a guy on TikTok who's a dentist, and I don't know if I believe everything that you see on uh, TikTok, but there were a couple things he was saying that does kind of make sense. One, he said whitening toothpaste destroys your teeth. He said they don't actually whiten your teeth. They contain abrasives, and it actually doesn't get down to the layer of where the colors are. So the stains are kind of below that. So he doesn't recommend whitening toothpaste for that reason. It's like, huh. All whitening toothpaste is not created the same. So if you can get your dentist to sign off on a particular brand, Mm -hmm. which they will do, that is the recommended thing to do. Okay. I was wondering if them whitening strips were a scam. No, they're not a scam. They work, but it's not good to use them a lot. They're the same thing. They're going to wreck your teeth? Same thing, yeah. I think it's bad for you to use them a lot. You think or you know? I mean, it can't be good. Well, yeah, they, I, they make your teeth very sensitive, right? Right. And so You my, can't even drink anything with ice for like 48 hours. Yeah, I was I was talking to my daughter about that, and she said, you know, because they come in a, a wider strip that's supposed to go over the front and then under and, and behind your teeth, and she just cuts it in half and puts the strip on the front. And the bottom, I use the trays, the bleaching trays that they have. And the same thing with those. My dentist would be like, yeah, she's like, you know, put them on three days in a row. And you're like, ah, oh, man, like after one day, I had had them on the other day and there was just a searing pain in one of my teeth. I'm like, what did I do? Did you see, do you see a difference in it? I mean, does it work? Yeah, maybe. But, you know, I guess the whole thing, I've, I've said it now, you just have to do them regularly. I guess it's like you do them about, my daughter said she does hers every three weeks, you know, with the whitening strips. That's what she uses. 
So, you know, but I see she uses a whitening toothpaste. I think most people do these days, don't they? Try a whitening toothpaste? Yeah, a lot of people use it. That's why it jumped out to me. I mean, if there's truth to what this uh, dentist on TrickTalk says. Sometimes you can go almost too white with your teeth, too, where it looks like you got fluffernutter in your mouth. It it, it almost looks like a light is coming out of your mouth. Yeah, you're right, yeah. Um, yeah, there's a, a fine a little level of uh, how to do that. And I do remember, was it the charcoal that people were brushing with? Yes. And that, I, I, I had tried that once, and I saw quickly, like, don't do that. That's so abrasive. You're ripping all the enamel off your teeth. Ay, ay, ay. Yeah, so it's just, it's tough, because there's a lot, everybody wants those perfectly white teeth, and there's just a lot of things that can wreck your teeth if you're doing that. Consult with the dentist. You know, maybe not a TikTok dentist, maybe your own personal dentist, and just say, hey, I'm struggling. I got some butter cutters over here. How can I get them as white as possible, but yet keep the integrity and the enamel as intact as we can? Mine has me doing the bleaching trays, so I'm hoping that's correct because you got to trust in somebody, right? I, you got to. And, and my dentist is not on TikTok. I heard that chewing on guava leaves helps your teeth, but... Guava leaves. That's what I'm hearing. Okay. I heard sucking on cat turds is great for your teeth. Mm. She's being cute. Yeah. I'm, I'm trying to be helpful. Okay. Dr. Pennington is in the house. <laughs> uh, they say seltzer is something else that will damage tooth enamel. A lot of people get those now because they're like me and they're keto or they're trying to go low sugar, low calorie on their cocktails. So they get seltzer. They say that if you do have a seltzer, either rinse your mouth right after or drink it with a straw because seltzer is known to damage tooth enamel. Huh. Yeah. What I do did you know? not know that. Did not know that either. Thank God I hate seltzer. I mean, I just despise it. Yeah. yeah, I just drink regular water. Okay. Cough drops, they say, also will destroy your teeth because a lot of times they're full of sugar. Could totally see that. Uh huh. And never had heard this, but they say sharing utensils or kissing your kids on the lips can transfer cavity-causing bacteria to them. Apparently, kids aren't necessarily born with the cavity-causing bacteria in their mouth, and a lot of times it's transferred to them one of those two ways. Oh, oh that's a weird. Yeah, who I'd never heard that before How either. How passionately you have to kiss your kid to give them your uh, tooth decay. Probably not a lot. I don't know, man. I got some weird family members up north, northeast, and they just always give wet kisses, and sometimes they'll nick a lip, and it, ugh, it, just, it, <laughs> it would suck. Yeah. It's mm. <laughs> rough. Well, uh, a lot of people are going to be taking a trip here for the 4th of July weekend. A lot of people on the road. A lot of people hopefully going to be flying. That is, if they can get their flight to actually pick them up and deliver them on time. But there's a list for the best states for a road trip. Did Florida make the top 10? And if you want to do a road trip this 4th of July weekend, what state would you want to go to? I'll let you know next. My KVJ Show. You're going to be on the roads going anywhere for the 4th of July weekend, Virginia? I am not. We're going to chill and take it easy and stay home this weekend. We decided we just, we've been running too much. And then next weekend, we got Rocco's birthday. My sister's coming in town. So we're going to prepare the house and get ready for a company coming in town next weekend. There's going to be a lot of people out traveling this weekend. According to AAA, an estimated 50.7 million Americans are going to be traveling 50 miles or more. All right. And that's why. July weekend. That's kind of why I don't want to be on the road. Yeah. We sat in a lot of traffic going back and forth from Tallahassee on the turnpike, on I-10. It was just mm. a mess. And 
it wasn't fun, and that wasn't even a holiday weekend. Right. Traffic, loud fireworks. Look, I love America. I do not like fireworks. <laughs> not a fan, huh? Yeah. Especially when you have to put them in your pants. Oh, man. <laughs> Tomorrow's expected to be the busiest day on the roads. 43.2 million people are going to be driving to their destinations. They say if you're out this weekend, Sunday and Monday, shouldn't be any busier than normal. So that would be the time to travel if you're going to be doing it. Tomorrow would not be on Friday. Gotcha. And 4.2 million Americans are going to try flying this 4th of July weekend, despite all the weather and staffing issues. And that's been a real big mess. You know, people were trying to say, okay, why is my flight delayed? Why is it canceled? There's great weather in the city I'm in and the city I'm going to. But apparently, if you've got anything that was flying anywhere else where there were issues with weather, then that was causing delays with your perfect path. I mean, people are in the airport crying. Yeah. It is dramatic. I bet, though, if you're up in the air on 4th of July night, you see some cool stuff in the sky. If you're a flying during it? Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah that'd be pretty I've cool. seen some videos of that. Yeah, flying over a city. It has a big fireworks display, especially New York City or a city like oh, that or yeah. DC. That'd look amazing. Yeah, I think I've actually seen that before. Uh, people in planes flying over either of those cities during the fireworks. So if you want to do a road trip, you got a four-day weekend and you're brave enough to actually take on the roads, Wallet Hub has a list of the best states for a road trip based on safety, activities, and costs. And our great state of Florida ranks number seven on the list. And I would argue, I think Florida is a great state for road trips because I know just road tripping out of the state, up the eastern seaboard, it's pretty awesome because you've got a really cool stop about every two and a half hours, which to me is perfect on a road trip. Well, I love Florida. I know we get made fun of all over. These are my people. Yeah, there is. There's, and there's a lot to do. There is, yeah. You cannot compare to how much fun different stuff and how many towns we have. East Coast, West Coast, South, North. Like, yeah. there's a lot. It's pretty, too. There's some pretty stuff here to look at. You're right, Bird. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at one right now. Oh. Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> look at that hair. Look at that hair. So popping. Yeah, the states that beat Florida, I'm kind of curious about because they've got Texas at number one. And I've road tripped through Texas, and it's pretty desolate, and there's not a lot to look at. Now, you do have many big cities in Texas, and you'd argue Austin to Dallas to San Antonio, Houston. Uh, those are cities that you know you can go to, and maybe that adds something. But to me, I would rather road trip in Florida than I would Texas. Texas just seems like it's got a different kind of heat to it, too. It does now. Yeah, it's just, I don't know. It, it doesn't have the, the fun diversity of Florida, either. We got, we got amazing beaches everywhere. They have a couple, mm-hmm. but they're more known for, like, I don't know, the plains and dry sand and cactus. I mean, yeah. it, it just doesn't throw as much excitement as Florida. I did not enjoy my drive through Texas. It was pretty boring. New York, they have it number two. I would say, to me at least, I think that Florida is a better state for road tripping than New York. When they say New York, are they pretty much saying New York City? Or are they saying all of New York? There's a bunch of stuff to do in New York. The it's state. for the state. And honestly, you don't want to road trip through New York City. Because that is a terrible place for a road trip because traffic is horrendous and you have got to be an insane driver. If you're not accustomed to driving New York City traffic, don't. But I'm saying you go, you road trip up there so you can maybe eventually get to the city. You don't want to go through, but that's one of the destinations. 
to me, I, I've I've done a New York State road trip. We went uh, upstate when they had that whole Woodstock thing from the city. Uh, you know, it's it's trees, and I guess that part's pretty. But to me, I was kind of eh. I don't know. You got Syracuse, Buffalo, further up north. Eh. There's a lot like, of eh. Kevin hates <laughs> New York. <laughs> I, I wouldn't put it ahead of Florida. I don't hate New York, but I, I don't put it ahead of Florida for a road trip. North Carolina is number three, and that you might have a bit of a debate because New York is beautiful, or I mean, North Carolina is beautiful from the mountains. They've got ocean, they've got some really cool towns. Anything from Asheville to you go to the area that has got uh, Raleigh and Chapel Hill, uh, that whole area is beautiful. So maybe North Carolina is comparable to Florida. They've got Ohio at number four, better than Florida for a road trip. Mm. I was I was there not that long ago. It was my first time really going through Ohio. I loved it. I really did have a good time. But I, I like those kind of those hills and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, there's not a lot of hills in Ohio except where I live. You got to get to the southeastern part of Ohio. The rest of the state is pretty flat farmland. Where you lived at, I loved. Yes, and that, that's <laughs> that's great. So you have that in one corner of the state. The only thing I would argue, you got Cincinnati in the lower left corner. Then you've got Cleveland all the way at the top and Lake Erie. And then in the middle, you got Columbus. And, you know, each city is about two hours apart, which is good road tripping distance. But in between, it's just a lot of farmland. And to me, I would rather be driving through Florida looking at the ocean or some of the towns that we have than I would looking at flat farmland. How come everyone always makes fun how Cleveland is? Is Cleveland ugly looking? I always yeah. hear Cleveland jokes. It's, <laughs> it, it, it's got some issues. It's got, yeah, it's, it, it goes through waves, and it's typically the the downtown is the issue. Sometimes it'll have it'll be revitalized, and people will be wanting to be downtown, and then it turns to muck again. She's not going to win a beauty pageant. God, yeah, it, it, it fluctuates. <laughs> uh, the other ones they have ahead of Florida for the best road tripping states, they've got Idaho. Haven't done a road trip through Idaho, so I can't comment on that. That sounds boring to me. Idaho gets no cool love whatsoever other than the potato. You got potatoes in Boise. Oh. Yeah, what have, what have you ever heard anything cool about Idaho? I've never been, and I have zero desire. Yeah, maybe it's just a lack of understanding. But maybe that's it. Why they rank Idaho ahead of Florida, I, I would debate that. And then they put Louisiana right ahead of Florida at number six. I hear, I kind of hear fun things about Louisiana. Look, South Louisiana is fun. North Louisiana is horrible. And you've <laughs> got to put the whole state as a totality, right? Because I right. am here, everything from the panhandle, if you're going Destin, Panama City, all the way down to Key West, and then up to Jacksonville, Daytona Beach, Fort Myers, West Palm Beach, Miami, all in the mix. I mean, come on. How do you... How does anybody really, to me, top Florida? The only one I put up there, and they don't have, California is great for road tripping as well, if you're on the coast. That's a great drive. San Francisco down to Los Angeles. It's beautiful. But right. you're right, though. Even leaving Florida going out west, I mean, Pensacola is a nice area. It's nice up there. Yeah. Uh, to me, it's a much stronger argument. To me, if I had to say best road tripping states, Arguably, I might put California at number one, and then I would, to me, I would put Florida at number two. I think you're right. That's how I would uh, rearrange it. I would it. throw, I mean, I enjoyed driving through Tennessee. Driving through the Great Smoky Mountains is so beautiful and so just, I was just in awe. It is gorgeous. 
Yeah, one person said Florida is the most boring state to drive, and the only thing that we have here is beaches. Other than that, it's flat and not much to look at. You do have an argument because California, I think that's why it wins, because California does have mountains and beaches. And, think about and the middle of Florida. Win. Middle of Florida, there is a long stretch of a lot of nothing other than Cafe Risque. I would tell you, if you were doing a road trip around Florida, you drive down one side, go to the bottom, drive up the other side, and stay away from the middle of Florida. You're yes. right. Yeah, no doubt. Stay away from the middle of Florida. But if you don't, to me, I don't know of many states where you have the arrangement. Honestly, road tripping through Florida, it is about perfectly placed. Do a road trip. About two and a half hours, you have a cool place to stop with bars and restaurants and something to see. I don't think many states have that. In fact, if you do the California drive, you go further than that typically to uh, see something that's awesome. So just my thought, if you're going to be doing a road trip, something to uh, think about. Uh, Any thoughts on that, you can always get through to us, 877-979-WRMF, 877-979-9763. Got a lot of comments on this. I was kind of curious, if you had to say what actor or actress has played a character in a way that nobody else could do nearly as well, what is that role? Who nailed it? Is it Tom Hanks and Forrest Gump? Is there anybody else that could have been Forrest Gump other than Tom Hanks? That's a great question. Yeah. So I want to see what you've got here because we've got 200 plus comments from the KBJ Show Facebook page to go through coming up next. Kevin, Virginia, and Jason. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. So what actor or actress has played a character in a way that anybody else would not have been nearly as good? If you try to reboot it and you did it again, sorry, man. It's just not the same movie. I'm going to sound like a broken record, but Steve Carell, Michael Scott in The Office. That was one that was listed, and it got uh, several likes on the KBJ Show Facebook page. I I honestly think Steve Carell brought whatever he has inside of him to that character and made it his own unique thing. Okay. And, and it really, you could see the, the show suffer on a major level as soon as he left. That'll let you know, yeah, if that character moves. Or if they, for instance, do a sequel and they then recast the role, which sometimes happens. And if you can still kind of get into the role, then you'd be like, okay, maybe that character wasn't, or that actor or actress didn't necessarily put their stamp on it now tell me if you agree here because these are the top responses when we ask this question on the kvj show facebook page one of the big answers was johnny depp as captain jack yeah in pirates of the caribbean that for me is number one okay number one okay some of the other ones marissa tomei and my cousin Vinny. 
I think she won an Academy Award for that role. There's a rumor that she wasn't supposed to win it, and they made a mistake, and it was supposed to go to another person, but they had to give it to her because it was on TV. Yikes. That, that's the rumor. Okay. Now, whether that's real or not, I don't know. That was brought up by the, another one of the people that was nominated. <laughs> that, that's been around for a minute. Yeah. That, that's, that's, that's always brought up. Mm-hmm. I, in fact, I would argue, was she the best in or was it Joe Pesci? Who was better at their role in that and more paramount to it? They were both great, but I think it's Joe Pesci. Yeah, I, I, I think she was awesome, but I think Joe Pesci. Kind of agree with you as well. Joe Pesci's got several that uh, were mentioned. He's just done so many roles. Joe Pesci is Tommy in Goodfellas. <laughs> That's who I call Virginia. <laughs> I... Love that role, and I really don't that see... unusual? That's just... Yeah. I, who else is going to do it that it, Who is going to do it that That scene is absolutely unreal, because it's so awkward and uncomfortable. I don't even know if he's acting. <laughs> You're right. but it, And it is Joe Pesci in all these kind of roles. I mean, my cousin Vinny and Goodfellow, he's the same dude. It's just Joe Pesci. Which kind of says, yeah, his uniqueness brings... Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I knew we were going to get this. Greg just uh, hit us up on the WRMF app. He said, you cannot leave out Heath Ledger as the Joker and the Dark Knight. I mean, some people think he, he died over it. Yeah. Yeah, and, and you know, I, I am sure they the way they wrote it, they wanted to do more with the Joker because oh. that would have been fantastic. And they had to be like, oh, my gosh, he just – how many movies could we have done with Heath Ledger as the Joker – and continued on this ride. I mean, if, if he hadn't passed, imagine what the Batman franchise would have been. Yeah, no, you're right. Especially with the way they do uh, superhero movies and all that sure, kind of stuff. Sure, yeah. And, you know, they knew. You could not hand that role off to somebody else. Now, I know other people have played the Joker, but when you rank it, Heath Ledger still always tops, right? Out of oh, all those yeah. other Joker movies. Yeah. Do, do we all agree that Tom Hanks... Brings brings the best of Forrest Gump. No one else could have done that. I just I can't see anyone else. That that and of all the roles that he's done, a lot of the roles Tom Hanks has done, he's good, he's solid. But does he have one role that you can think of that could only have been done by Tom Hanks and, and nailed it the way that he did? You know, I'm always kind of down when people when adults try to play little kids. You know, when they do like that body switch and the adult has to be little kiddish. Mm-hmm. I thought Tom Hanks did the best job ever in the movie Big, acting like a little kid and yeah. not being overly forced or cringy right and i don't know if anyone else could have done it that way he, he was i mean you know you, you talk about any role that he's ever done it's, it's fantastic but if he had one role where he just couldn't have been replaced to me it would have been forrest gump and said anthony hopkins is hannibal lecter that's a good one too he's so creepy couldn't have been anyone else so many lambs virginia uh Somebody called Moose Market on our Facebook page said Jack Nicholson in The Shining and also him in One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. But again, you guys know he's not acting, right? <laughs> well, and, and I would even throw in uh, A Few Good Men. Yeah. Uh, is, is there someone else? The way, That high and tight haircut he had, I mean, just made him look so intimidating and a dude you just didn't mess with. There are so many great characters in that movie, and I, it's one of my all-time favorite. And he still steals the show, and he's not in it. That he's in much. an all-star cast, yeah. And it, that's still the scene. That is the scene everybody still talks about. What about this? If you're talking about an actor or actress that played a character in a way that anyone else would not have been nearly as good. Kathy Bates as Annie in Misery. So oh, yeah. And is it Annie Wilkes, I think is her name? I think it is. Yeah. She is scary. That's a great movie, too. Stephen King, man. Talk about 
Stephen King's got some work out he there does. that's next level. He does. Absolutely. Uh, Katie said Jason Sudeikis is Ted Lasso. Yeah, I. if you've watched the show, I would say yes. He, he brought so much heart in the way that he just played that. All shucks. You know, googly moogly kind of guy from the uh, Midwest. He was fantastic. And I, I wonder that because they're really teasing hard. It looks like they're going to do a Ted Lasso spinoff. I don't know. When you rip the heart out of a show, which I think Jason Sudeikis is as Ted Lasso, does it have a chance? The other characters are likable. But I just don't know, man. What about Urkel? Can, and it, could anyone have done Urkel? <laughs> Kevin, don't respect I, Urkel. I don't, don't know. I don't know. I'm not. I'm you not, made Kevin sigh. I'm not Virginia a definite sa- yes on that. Virginia sounds when she gets drunk. She sounds like Urkel. You think anyone could have done it? Okay. I can play Urkel. Yeah, I but I have it? to be drunk the whole entire time we're filming. Mm-hmm. Uh, Katie said Julia Roberts in Pretty Woman. A lot of people agree with her on that. Yeah, that's a good one. And wasn't that supposed to go to somebody else that was a lot more famous than she was at the time? And then they just kind of saw the chemistry and they're like, yeah, you got to do it. And uh, she wound up getting the role. I'm going to go with Harrison Ford as Han Solo. I'll- solid, solid. It the, is solid. He he played it in such a way that he was just cool. He was funny. He, he really did. He had a swagger to him. I don't know if anyone else could have done it like that. I mean, I'm sure they could have, but does it does it have the appeal like it like it did like it does now? Yeah. Oh, good question. Michael J. Fox as Marty McFly. He's I, so lovable. I put him and Biff down. They're they're just such great characters, and I don't want to see anybody else. Playing Marty or Biff. They had someone do it, and they had to scrap the first half of the movie because of it. Eric Stoltz. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Uh-huh. And they, they said it was played too seriously. Mm-hmm. Uh, Richard said Robin Williams is Mrs. Doubtfire is one of those roles nobody else could have done. Yeah, Robin Williams is that way. When he plays a role, I just don't know. He makes it something that nobody else would because he was unique. And nobody I think else he did really that. Done it. He did that though with every role he played. I, th- I think his best role ever was in Goodwill Hunting. Yeah, it's arguable. The one that really surprised me when we asked what actor or actress played a character in a way that anyone else would not have been nearly as good, Aaron said David Bowie is Jareth the Goblin King in Labyrinth, and it got about twenty-two loves. Yeah, because it was. I was unique. surprised because David Bowie kind of brought his own. He brought a bit of Bowie to the character. Yeah, so many people were, oh my gosh, yeah, that was, and I've never seen that, so I can't comment. You need to play that for Rocco. The Labyrinth? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Is it on Netflix? I don't know. It actually might be on Disney. (laughs) One I would debate, Melissa said Tim Robbins in The Shawshank Redemption. Could no one else have played the character Tim Robbins did in the Shawshank Redemption and it had been the same? Yes, they could have. I'm with, I, I I'm thought so Kevin. too. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't, that one doesn't, that's not a slam dunk for me. If you want to get into the debate, you got a suggestion we didn't get to, you can either text it to us, 877-979-WRMF, or just go to the KVJ Show Facebook page. While you're there, make sure you subscribe. It's KVJ. It's the KVJ. Dirt of the day. It's the KVJ. Dirt of the day. Virginia, take it away. Because you know we need that dirt of the day. Oh my gosh, over the weekend, they found Madonna unconscious on the floor. And immediately, of course, called paramedics, rushed her to the hospital, um, where she is still in the hospital in New York. According to her manager, you know, this happened on Saturday, and they just released the information yesterday. They were trying to keep it kind of under wraps. 
Uh, her manager said her health is improving. However, Madonna is still under medical care. They are optimistic about a full recovery. So that's good. But I guess it was like a serious bacterial infection. Jeez. And she's been pushing and pushing. She has an upcoming tour mm. that she was supposed to be kicking off in Vancouver. It was supposed to start July 15th. So they say that she's been working around the clock, practicing, getting everything perfect for that tour. But now that tour has been postponed. It will not be happening. Yeah. Guess you got to get uh, your body right. Yes. That is kind of crazy, huh? Chrissy Teigen and her husband, John Legend, announced they had another baby. And everybody's like, wait, what? what? They just had a baby in January. But I guess they also had another baby cooking in a surrogate. Huh. They had a baby girl in January. And the surrogate was carrying the baby boy, and that baby boy was just born. So now they've got two new babies, a baby boy and a baby girl. Good heavens. So they've already got two other kids. And so now she says this is the four kids she always wanted. Oh, well, good for her. Good for her. Uh, Pete Davidson is in rehab. We're told that it's all about his mental health. Uh, sources close to his struggle say, look, he's been dealing with borderline personality disorder and PTSD for a while. And this is something that he does occasionally check himself in to get right and get all of his levels and all of his meds and everything in order. Not going to lie, it sounds really cozy, actually. It kind of does. Oh, my gosh. If I could just check myself into a rehab (laughs) retreat for about six weeks. Just going, I'm tired. Yeah. Oh, man. I I, I want rehab. I'm sure you get, like, massages. Oh, just You get to hang out in the spa. It's all about being quiet in your mental health. Somebody comes and asks you, how are you feeling, Kevin? Kevin, (laughs) How's your mental health? I want to go to rehab so bad. Gosh, yeah, please. You, you don't want drugs. You just want the rehab. No, I just want the rehab, please. But we don't have Pete Davidson money, I so want, we can't. And exa- let me qualify, too. I want in a Pete Davidson-level rehab facility. Right. Yes. Mm-hmm. You don't want to go to the kind of rehab you could afford. No, no I know. Like it's... you see an intervention, you don't want to go. All, yeah. I'm, no, yeah. I just want to go to a rehab facility like that. And that's what's going on in your dirt. Okay, got some birthdays here for you. Big ol' happy birthday to Nicole Scherzinger. She was the lead singer of the Pussycat Dolls. She's turning 45 today. I just saw a picture of her. She is looking real good. Hold it together, huh? She does not look 30, I mean 45. She looks 35. Really? Yeah. Good for her. Uh, Richard Lewis, he's a good, solid dude. He's been on Curb Your Enthusiasm, the comedian. He's got some health issues he's battling right now. He's 76, but he's always got a great frame of mind. Really solid, nice dude. I wonder if he's going to be in the new Curb. I believe so. Okay. Yeah, I think he's uh, working through it, so. Uh, Gary Busey is 79 years old today. Been an interesting actor for his career. He was a really good actor, man. He was. I think he won an Academy Award for, or was nominated for yeah, the was. Buddy Holly. Buddy Holly thing, yeah. He absolutely was. So he's been uh, very solid in his career. Happy birthday to him. Also, happy birthday to Danielle Rico from Engineer Keith. Also, we got a birthday to my squishy, a.k.a. Charlie. Turning 24. 
Can't wait to spend the day celebrating you. Love your ducky. Oh, Ooh, quack, squishy quack. and ducky. Oh, boy. Okay. <laughs> we got quack. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Got a birthday? Want a shout out? Let us know. Mail at kvjshow.com. M-A-I-L at kvjshow.com. Right now, we got a four-pack of passes to both Rapids Water Park and the Cox Science Center in West Palm Beach. If you would like either of those, something awesome to do with your kids, fun and educational, dial us up right now, 877-979-WRMF, 877-979-9763. KVJ. This gets to be the part of summer where it gets really challenging to keep your kids plugged into something that is worthwhile. Run out ideas or camps just starting to uh, run up. The costs putting a strain on you financially. That's why we got Camp KBJ every single summer here where we hook you up with some awesome tickets to great things kids are going to love in South Florida. We got four passes to both Rapids Water Park and the Cox Science Center in West Palm Beach. Joseph is on here from Royal Palm. What up, Joseph? What's going on, guys? How you doing, dude? I'm living the dream. That's nice. That's nice. I guess you got a kid, and your kid's got a friend in the neighborhood that would uh, love these tickets. Yeah, they've been driving my wife crazy while I'm at work, so this will be a huge help. <laughs> what, what kind of stuff are they getting into? What are they doing daily for fun and to pass the time? Uh, mostly just playing baseball and video games and stuff, so anything to get them out of the house and moving around a little bit more is always welcome. I hear you. Yeah, they're going to absolutely love Rapids Water Park, and uh, you're going to love pounding a little bit of knowledge into their noggins at the Cox Science Center in West Palm Beach. So you can uh, have a little uh, bit of rest, at least your wife can, Joseph, and you'll hear less complaints, hopefully. That'll be awesome. Thank you so much, guys. Really appreciate it. All right, buddy. Take care, man. All right, more tickets for you tomorrow right here on the KVJ Show at this time. So would you rather be shot into space or explore the deepest depths of the sea? What would be better for you? (sighs) So I want to say I want to be shot out in space. Okay. But the idea is pretty darn big. You're you're out there. It's big. It's big. I've been pretty vocal about how stupid space is. So I think I got to go see. But can I not do it with Ocean's Gate? I, I guess my question is if I'm shot out into space, I'm, I'm in a safe space pod, obviously. I don't know that anything's safe. Well, I'm in a space pod of sorts. I'm Dude, not, you life. Are, yeah, we're not, we're not shooting you out of a cannon and you're just all of a sudden out there floating. It's a crazy game. I as a person. Life is not safe. Kevin can't give you those guarantees. You'd be in the safest uh, that we have of manned spacecraft. You'd be sitting shotgun with Elon Musk. On one of his rockets. I want and to. And a giant penis rocket. Oh, that's actually Bezos. Oh, that? Bezos. D- different billionaire. Different yeah. guy. Yeah. Yeah, I think I want to do space because I just, I, it's in my heart. I want to know what the heck's going on out there. Yeah, I think space is the better answer. Engineer Key sent a uh, really informative email. Maybe we'll break down on the after the show today. And it kind of explained, we had that conversation yesterday about what is harder to navigate. And he was saying it is the sea and it's because of the pressure. You know, they talked about when that um, Ocean Gate, the Titan submersible, imploded. It had four time, 400 times the pressure on the surface of the Earth at those depths. And so that's really what is tricky. So for me, space over sea. 
I'm going to see, but I, I must insist to be on a Navy submarine, not some submarine that a guy built using some parts that he got at Outdoor World. Do me a favor. Respect the game. You can't start making these. You see what I'm saying, Kev? It's, it, it's the game. Is the game. You got to go down in. Not you can't do a navy. You can't do navy. Why? Because you're going in a, a the, the sanctioned is, rocket. How deep do they go? Where we're talking about, you're exploring, and so you could go on the submersible that James Cameron did to the bottom of the Mariana Trench, and that seemed to be great. I mean, he went much deeper than the Titan submersible did, and was fine. So James Cameron's going to be in there with you. Yep. And an avatar will be in there with you. And you, you love blue. <laughs> <laughs> Loves blue. An Can avatar? Virginia <laughs> sinking to the depths of the ocean with James Cameron and an avatar. We'd still be able to hear her. <laughs> oh, I would be complaining very loudly. Oh, man, he would go out worse than Leonardo DiCaprio <laughs> in Titanic. He'd just open the hatch and be like, take me now. Yes. <laughs> just take me now. Okay, would you rather be a controversial historic figure... Or forgotten immediately after your death. No one ever talks about you again, or they talk about you, but some people are like, uh, I don't know. They might talk about you the way we talk about Thomas Jefferson. I mean, you're dead, so it's kind of like... Yeah, that, yeah, you're known for generations, if not centuries afterwards. When you say controversial... It's debatable. It's debatable. And I bring up a Thomas Jefferson because there are a lot of people saying, I mean, look at what he did for this country. Oh, the slave thing. You know, so you've got people like that, that, um, you know, there's a little controversy around, you know, your reputation and who you were. I'd rather be forgotten than known for anything with stank on it. Yeah, I'm forgotten. Forget me. He invented bread, but he murdered people. Uh, you know what I mean? Was, I'm not saying it's to that level. We don't know that Thomas Jefferson ever murdered no, anyone. No, but I'm just saying it's kind of like one of those things where, oh, they mm. did some great stuff, but then it's equally horrific stuff they did as well. But what person, what historical figure is not going to be relatively controversial? Can you name really one that, for the most part, they were unscathed? Do you talk about even the heroes that you've had in Mother Teresa? You got to say now a little controversial, right? Oh, the modern day internet—they come from Mother Teresa. They come for God. <laughs> so you know, that they do. Yeah, I mean, you know, those are two people that are controversial historical figures, but they're well known still. We still talk about them. Being well known when I die is just not important That's to just, me. There's the out right there. She's right. When you're dead, you kind of just like I- I'm not going to care. So I might as well not have this thing. Your family I, will care. No, the people that come after I you. I care more about my family not having stank on them because of something that I did that was controversial. And maybe what you did wasn't that bad, but there's still, no one's going to like somebody completely 100%. You're not going to talk me into it. Yeah, I don't know why you're yelling at Virginia, Kevin. I'm just telling you, I'm telling you why I would choose to be the controversial historical figure remembered rather than just forgotten right after death. I'm telling you, you're wrong. Because it means that you did something significant in life. You impacted other people. If you're forgotten right after your death, you didn't. And why were well, you here? What did you do? All I'm saying is, I asked what, like, I go, how controversial in your first example. It's like Thomas Jefferson, sl- slavery. I'm like, oh, I'm out. Like, that's, like <laughs> such a, that's such a controversial. Like, yeah, I wouldn't and, want that. And, and some people debate and they say, okay, he's a man of his era. You have to look at him under the microscope of how he lived in the day. In the day, people are like, yeah, he's all good, man. I love the guy. Mm-hmm. Now, as you know, we've gone through the prism of time, you look back and you're like, yeah, there were some things that uh, probably wasn't that awesome. Yeah, I, I think I think I'm going with Virginia on this one. 
Okay. Forget I, us. I'm going against the grain, man. Remember me. We don't want Debate this stank. Well, I just don't, don't know. And the wheel of controversy, I don't know what it's going to land on. You go, hey, it might not be that controversial. But then you go Thomas Jefferson. And it lands on slavery. Yeah. Look mm-hmm. yeah. uh, Somebody texted in. They said, too late, V. There's already stank on your legacy. Oh, <laughs> I mean, come on. That, what ooh. the heck is that? <laughs> what the heck is that? Ooh. <laughs> that uh, people writing jokes today. People writing jokes. <laughs> that's not a joke. That's just a mean comment. <laughs> that's I know, right? Where's the punchline? <laughs> that's just hurtful words. <laughs> Would you rather never use the internet again or never fly on an airplane again? Ooh, I guess airplane because I use the way I use the internet way more than I air travel. Right. Yeah, I'm gonna go airplane too, but it's surprisingly I don't mind flying. My 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 anxiety issues aren't bad up in a plane. It's weird. Mm. It's very bizarre because you hate heights. I kind of feel like uh, I don't know. It's kind of cozy in there. Mm Hmm. I've heard of people doing that Mediterranean cruise, and they'll even take it out of South Florida. That doesn't seem that bad to me. I'd do that. Yeah, give up the plane easily. Internet? Oh, man, good luck, right? I know, because there is a lot of cool stuff on the internet. And we use it every single day, multiple times an hour. Matt, bitching moan about social media, you still can use the internet without social media. Yeah, no doubt. I'm mansplaining the internet to you guys. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) What's this internet? You don't need social media, guys. (laughs) Okay, and would you rather know when you're going to die or how? I do not want to know when. I, I would rather go with how. Me too. I, I really don't want to yeah. know that either. Because I, I often wonder, is I-95 going to kill me? <laughs> oh, I don't, yeah. don't want to go that way, man. I don't want to go that way. It's They're got just... a kill count. It's a legitimate oh, fear. Jeez. Yeah. I don't want to know when. If, if I knew when, that would always just, that's kind of plague me. But if you know how, you if if it is you're gonna die on ninety five, then you're like, all right, never going on ninety five again. That's cheating the game, though. You'll <laughs> end up on i ninety five somehow. That's how it works. In a way you would never think. Yeah, that's just the way the world works. But then if you're ever on ninety five, you are literally crapping your pants the entire time. Well, if you always went your whole you life know to it's, avoid you know it's, it, it's over. Yeah, as soon as if, you if get somehow out, you get forced on ninety five, you know it's curtains. They won. Yeah, man. You know it's curtains. The Grim Reapers coming. That's some Final Destination stuff right there. Yeah, I mean, you think about it, you'd be like, I'd never go on i ninety five. Imagine you get arrested for jaywalking. Uh, Virginia puts up a fight, and the cops are taking you down to be booked at the station, and they turn on to I-95. Exactly. You go on an Uber ride. <laughs> curtains. Take, take the turnpike. Oh, tra- traffic jam. It's curtains. Dead as doornails. <laughs> I like how in your scenario, I put up a fight, but yet he gets arrested. <laughs> <laughs> it's the way the world works. Got uh, some KBJ court emails here. People wanting us to try to come up with a ruling in their own personal fight. One person wanting to know, there's a fight going on here, and the question is, is it wrong to accept a drink in a bar? We will give you a ruling on that next. The KVJ Show. Well, if you've got a dilemma going on in your relationship, just send us an email. We will come up with a ruling for you, just like a court would. That's why we call it KBJ Court. One question here, is it wrong to accept a drink in a bar? The email says, my fiance just had her bachelorette party over the weekend in Nashville. My sister is part of the wedding party and came back with how well behaved my fiance was. I mean, she was a drunken mess, but otherwise nothing much happened. I say much because my sister did say that a guy had bought my fiance a drink. 
And the thing I didn't necessarily like was she accepted the drink and then chatted with him for about 10 minutes afterwards. To me, you should never accept a drink from a guy at a bar because it always comes with the expectation that they get a shot to talk you up to see if they can win you over. You open the door that should not be opened. My sister and fiance say I'm wrong and overthinking it, but I don't think I am. So in this ruling, who is right? I think a bachelorette party has different rules than a regular night out in the bar. Okay. A bachelorette party, one of the main goals is to get people to buy drinks for you. And the whole bachelorette party goes out. Like, they write on the back of their car their QR code to tip them or buy them a shot. Like, this is a whole thing. People buy drinks for the bachelorette party. It's a thing. I think it's more of what happened after the drink was purchased. That is the issue. It's the fact that for 10 minutes, this guy is talking her up. If it were like, hey, you're out, you're getting married here. Here's a drink. Have fun. And then they don't have any connection. I think it's the connection that is the problem is that now there was a 10 minute conversation that happen that maybe shouldn't have with the guy thinking, hey, maybe I got a shot here. You never know. This is one of those things where you're going to get a bunch of people going, oh, you're either insecure, oh, it's not a big deal, or you're going to get people that are going to say, hey, this is inappropriate. It's gonna, it can lead to it can lead to some things. You're, you're playing with fire when you do things like that. I personally think if you're in a relationship, you got to be careful when you're taking drinks from other people and when you're having private conversations at a bar. I agree with Kevin. When a dude's buying you a drink, he's not trying to play tiddlywinks with you. He is, you know, a bachelorette party that... that People he's try- trying to wink your tiddly. Yeah, he's trying. I mean, everyone knows <laughs> things get crazy at a bachelorette party. It's just one of those things where it's going to make certain people in relationships feel uncomfortable and I understand that. Uncomfortable, yes, but make a big deal about it. It was the bachelorette party. This happens a lot. Now, if it's in a bar and it's just her and some guy and they're talking, then it's different to me. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'll have uh, Suits put up a KBJ TV poll right now. Was this bachelorette wrong for accepting a drink and having a 10-minute conversation with a guy in a bar. Just you really are playing with fire when you do that stuff. And you I, th- are. I think it's what he's saying. It's just you're opening a door that doesn't need to be opened. And that's where he had a problem. And I can understand. People always get, I don't know, they, they almost act like they don't, they're surprised human beings become insecure. Yeah. There's reasons why people get insecure because sometimes when people go get drinks at bars with people that they don't know that are attracted to one another, things happen. That's why people get insecure. And that's a realistic feeling to have as a human sometimes. If you have a bachelorette party and nobody buys you a drink, if no strangers buy you a drink, you're not bacheloretting right. You're not making an impact. You're not walking in the bar and getting attention, which is what the bachelorette party's all about. Do, do I think this is the worst thing ever? No. And I, it doesn't sound like it's massively serious. It just sounds like they are having a dispute. And he's saying, I, I don't think it was the right move. I think you played it a little bit wrong. And look, hey, that's the worst thing happened on a bachelorette party. Not a big deal. But if we just had to debate this one thing, still think it's stepping out and it's not the right thing to do. You should politely be like, you know what, thank you, but no, buy it for my girlfriend. I'm getting married. All I'm saying is I understand whoever the equation is. I get why someone would feel insecure about that because, you know, 
drinking at a bar <laughs> leads to horniness. Okay. Leads to bumping uglies. But it didn't. I, know, I, I agree. That's why it's not that big of a deal. I don't think you should be mad about stuff that didn't happen. Okay. Like, why would you make this a big deal? They talked for 10 minutes. She did the drink. And then they didn't see the guy again. Like, this is what happens on bachelorette parties. Dudes buy the bachelorette party. And the bride, specifically. It's the talking, Virginia. It's not the drink. It's the talking after. The 10-minute conversation with the dude. That's what it mm-hmm. is. Is she supposed to stand in the corner and not speak to anybody? The one-on-one conversation, it sounds like, what is what happened. Okay. There's probably a bunch of people around. Like, they were probably talking to everybody. Here's- no, but get it. You, you support bar behavior. We know. I do. I support people buying girls drinks. Here's uh, some of the comments rolling in from the jury. Michigan Mike says she will not be a loyal wife. (laughs) Oh, my God. Michigan Mike, who hurt you? So dramatic, Michigan Mike. Crystal says a conversation is not cheating and a drink for a conversation is not a problem. What a crock of bleep. No one said it was cheating. Yeah. It's so dramatic to call it stepping out. Like, what? Saying it's opening a door. You you are, Virginia, you're talking about bachelorettes and a group getting free drinks. I know what you mean, and I, I agree with you. I think the issue is it sounded like there was a private moment for, for 10 minutes while they're, they're having a drink. Yeah. Is that what it was? Yeah, he's at the bar one-on-one. They're having a conversation. He's talking her up, and he has a moment to try to flirt and see if there's a chance. But you she's in- surrounded by the bachelorette party and a bunch of other patrons. They're in a bar. But like no, but- They're not going off and getting in a, a phone booth together. You can't make out with somebody at a bar? You can't You can't sneak a kiss at a bar? Of but they didn't! No, that's not what anyone's arguing. They're arguing that the fact it could have happened. It doesn't matter what could have happened. They both could have murdered ten minutes after they did the shot together. It's about putting yourself in a bad situation. It's, it's saying the bad situation... Then don't have a bachelorette party because that is a crazy situation. Well, by design. Alright. I don't know why you're yelling at us. Well, this is what people do at a bachelorette party. I guess you haven't been on one, but this happens like a lot. Everybody buys drinks for the bride and talks to the bride and the bachelorettes. That's the fun part of the bachelorette party. Okay. Well, we asked, uh, was this bachelorette wrong for accepting a drink and then having a 10-minute conversation with a random guy that bought her the drink? 60% say no, 40% say yes. So that's where it's split. So it's it's about, it's close to 50-50. So if you haven't been on a bachelorette party, maybe you don't understand that this is like one of the main goals of the bachelorette party. The whole group encourages other groups to buy drinks for the bachelorette. And you do end up talking to strangers that buy you drinks. That's what happens. Yeah, yeah. All I'm saying is I understand why people can feel insecure about that. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. I, I didn't say shut the wedding down. I didn't say they were cheating. No, I, I don't think I don't think we're that level. I think that they are just having a little discussion like we are as to whether or not, hey, if you were in that situation, should you be like, no thanks, buy it for my girlfriend? It'd be like, I'm fine. Because I'm sure you're going to have enough drinks anyway without letting guys buy drinks for you that then comes with a 10-minute conversation. If, if, if Panda was at a bachelor party and there was a, you know, he was alone with a chick for, for 10 minutes and they were engaged in this you know deep conversation over drinks you probably wouldn't be mad i'm sure i mm-hmm. wouldn't yeah i wouldn't care because that's what happens at a bachelor or a bachelorette party i'm not so sensitive and insecure if anything this bachelorette needs to reconsider marrying this fiance because he's a little b okay well uh 60 think it's not a problem 40 percent 
don't like it. Look, so. you, you won. Mm-hmm. You win. Yeah. Good job. <laughs> Yay, more free drinks. <laughs> uh, this uh, question is KBJ Court email. says, my husband just doesn't want to try anything new in the bedroom. Every time we are together intimately, it's just the same old thing. I've tried to introduce new things, but he's unwilling to try any of them. I tried uh, a little bit of bondage. He said it's too weird. I tried watching adult videos. He said, nah, I don't want to do that. That's odd. Toys. Nah, too much work. I don't know what to do. He wants it boring and traditional, and I just don't know anymore because I'm not there. How do you get your partner to be more adventurous when they won't even try anything new? It's, I think, a conversation and possibly therapy to let somebody know that, hey, this is an important thing to her in the marriage. And if you care about your marriage being good, you need to try to do things that your partner wants. If you're telling us it's really bothering you, so you need to tell him on the same level that you're telling us. Because maybe you haven't told him how serious it is to you. Mm -hmm. And if you have, I, I think that's why therapy is good sometimes, is that you get another voice to come in to back you up and to let a person know that, Hey, this may not be anything that you want to do, but it's part of marriage is that, you know, you try to do things that the other person likes and you would want to do that because you want to have a better marriage. She should probably get a drink with another person at a bar. <laughs> yeah, maybe she needs to go to uh, Nashville. <laughs> can, you, can you do a big fake bachelorette party? Just meet a bunch of guys? That's what you need to do. <laughs> Pretend that you're getting married. Yes. <laughs> And then don't. All right. If uh, you've got a situation and you would like to get a ruling on it, you can send us an email, mail at kvjshow.com, M-A-I-L at kvjshow.com. The KVJ Show. Saw a fun little Facebook post from the Wheat Ridge Police Department, and they posted up a misconnections. Remember how we used to do these? Yeah. In that form of one person looking for another. Well, their misconnections is they are looking for these three ladies. Some people are saying, oh, my gosh, look at them. They're kind of like a bunk version of the Kardashians if you're watching KBJ TV. (laughs) What did these girls do? Did they have some kind of crime ring? Well, the Wheat Ridge Police Department wrote in their misconnections on Facebook. It said, it was May 28th, and the three of you walked into the local Ulta looking like the Wheat Ridge Kardashians. Oh, Ulta is like a a cosmetic store. It's basically the Walmart of like high-end cosmetics. They've got everything in there. It's all these brands in one spot. But they are, they famously, people try to shoplift from there a lot. It says, what do you need cosmetics for? Your makeup game is clearly already on point. (laughs) You took your time browsing. Picking your products carefully and loading them into bags. Your grand total came to $1,443. You girls have expensive taste. Like you were saying, Virginia, not cheap. It's not, I mean, when you think about what they have in there, you could easily spend a grand. Very easily. It can get away from you quick in Ulta. I, I never walk out of there without spending less than 150 and I am super cheap. They say, of course, this would have ultimately been absolutely fine had you not forgotten to swing by the register on your way out. (laughs) Dang. You hopped into a silver BMW SUV with your inadvertent freebies. We wish we had been there at the same time and could have connected in the moment. But we are confident you'll be back as the Alta employees say you are regulars. 
If you see this and are interested in a little meetup at the police department where we can take some pics and take our relationship to the next level <laughs> with a finger painting or printing date, please email Detective Smith. But we have a feeling that more likely it will be someone who knows you who decides to reach out instead. Wow. Looking forward to a face-to-face soon in our booking area. So they're still on the lamb. But it won't be long. Somebody, I mean, I mean those are great pictures. <laughs> those are such good high pictures. quality. Th- those are some pretty hot bandits too. Mm-hmm. When I, whenever I go into Ulta, and I do like to go in there because it is like heaven if you love makeup. There is always heavy security presence. I know they've been hit a lot with shoplifting because I walk in there looking like a school teacher with Rocco with me. Like I look pretty innocent. Yeah. And they look me up and down and they follow me around the store. Damn. They mm-hmm. stalk me. And I don't look like I'm up to any no good at all. Like I look boring usually. Yeah. They are all up in my grill, the security team. Why would they rob the one they go to all the time? Isn't that so such stupid. a bad move? It that feels like it, a yeah. Lot. That's why they, the people like end up in whacked out news. They probably live uh, in that neighborhood. That's how dumb they are. That, they, there's a lot of that where they go back to the crime to keep doing it. <laughs> Dumb. It's so weird. Go a town over. Totally. Mm-hmm. There is an update from the Wheat Ridge Police Department. They said, uh, we had posted the Wheat Ridge Kardashians and hoped to have a meetup with them in our misconnection. But unfortunately, another police department in California connected with them first. Oh. At least two of them are in custody for similar incidents in that jurisdiction. So we will wait our turn. Love is nothing if not patient. (laughs) (laughs) Those girls are going to have to answer a lot of different towns' charges. The Wheat Ridge Police Department and Detective Smith, in particular, thank you for the worldwide effort to help us locate the ones who got away. With much love (laughs) and adulation for the power of the Internet. Wow, that's a well-written, well-crafted whole thing. Yes, it is. Good. Yeah, if you'd like to see that, that is on the KVJ Show Facebook page. (laughs) Nice job, officer. Mm Mm-hmm, absolutely. Who wants to laugh their ass off? Ooh, I know I do. Ha, 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 ha. He wrote some funny punchlines just for me and you. It's Danny's Joke Jury. Who's ready to laugh? <laughs> oh, yeah, baby. All right, what we got today for our comedy, Danny's? All right, joke one. What did the crane get tattooed on their chest? <laughs> what did the crane get tattooed on their chest? I don't know. What did it get tattooed on its chest? No egrets. Oh. Okay, put that one in the book. Right. Put that solid. one in the book. Second joke. Why was the princess and duchess so excited for their beach vacation? I don't know. Why were they so excited for their beach vacation? It was going to be a hot Earl summer. Hot Earl. Oh, Trying to get a okay. yeah. Duke or an Earl. Yeah, Duke yeah. or Earl. Yeah, I got that. Okay. <laughs> Royalty jokes. Yeah, you know. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, third joke. Uh, why do hash browns always rag on other breakfast items? I don't know. Why do they rag on other breakfast items? Because Tater's going to Tate. Tater. He loves carb jokes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. carb <laughs> comedy right I there. I go for the weaknesses. Uh, another weakness here. Uh, fourth joke. Why did Cobra Kai splash ginger ale on Daniel's ankle? 
Why did Cobra Kai splash ginger? I don't know. Why did they do that? They were told to schweps the leg. Schwep the leg. I mean, you know, is it sweep? Schweps. Not schwep. I love it. Not schwep, you big dummy. Okay. And final joke. Uh, what do you get when your French chef is being a tease? I don't know. What do you get when your French chef is being a tease? Cordon blue balls. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it's, baby. It's nice there you go. Job. There you go. The KVJ Show. It's the KVJ. Dirt of the day. It's the KVJ. Dirt of the day. Virginia, take it away. Because you know we need that dirt of the day. Well, you might know a little bit more about what happened here. I'd seen a little blurb about this right after Father's Day. I guess uh, people that run a fishing charter are saying that Tyreek Hill slapped one of their employees on Father's Day and that the employee was just trying to correct Tyreek because he and some of his friends were illegally fishing on Father's Day. And when they kind of called him out for the bad behavior, they say that Tyreek gave him a little slap. Uh-huh. Mm, that's yeah. not good. Yeah, I mean, there's there's some stuff in there that uh, it you know makes him look pretty entitled with it and some things that are kind of bad. I don't think it's going to be anything very serious. But, you know, some of the things that uh, apparently Tyreek Hill told the boat captain, I can buy you and the boat. Uh-oh. Oh, Not a good look. He did a Rob Schneider? Yeah. Um, Maybe he was drinking. You know, sometimes when you're drinking, it's Father's Day, you say stupid stuff, and then you wake up and go, oh, what did I do? Yeah, he then identified himself as number 10 from the Miami Dolphins. Oh, no. To leave no doubt. No, no, you didn't do that, did you? Uh, And then after he realized... Realized, okay, maybe you shouldn't have done this. He offered the guy two hundred dollars with his apology. And that's probably not good. And the employee saying, wait a minute, you're like the highest paid receiver in the NFL and you want to give me two hundred dollars? He's like, nah, I'm good. I think maybe I'll lawyer up. He lawyered up. I think at first it wasn't like he was gonna press charges, and I think it started to settle in who it is. I can't imagine he's not gonna go after more than just two hundred dollars. Maybe he's going to be hashtag be cool and be like, yeah, you had a bad day. Oh. So he tried to bribe him with a crappy bribe. <laughs> oh. <laughs> That's messy. Yeah. So but look, it, it seems messy. I don't think he's going to be anything serious at the not. most. It'll probably be like a misdemeanor, but it just, you know, that, you know, I can buy you and the boat and the. It's just a lesson. Yeah. Th- that's never a good route to take, even no. though, even though it's true. It is very true. You could buy the boat and the captain and you could probably pay whoever you want to let them slap you. But you can't say that you can't verbalize it that's a young man's game and you learn as you go through life that you can't talk like that yeah so that that's that's what doesn't i think that's probably the thing that's most damaging in this to tyreek hill is he's for the most part a very likable guy um that just had a bad moment we have all lessons of things that we've done that we regret yep Kevin Costner's estranged wife says that she will finally move out the home if 
He gives her what she is looking for, which she says is more money. Now, he's already given her a million dollars to find a new place to live. But I guess she's like, oh, no, 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 no. I'm not moving out until we come to an agreement on what you're going to pay in child support. Because when I buy a place, that million dollars will run out quick. And then I still have all these kids to take care of. And he, I guess Kevin Costner, wants her and the kids out of his house. So wherever she goes, she takes the kids with her, and she's like, I want $248,000 a month in child support, and I'm not leaving until the court gives me something in writing. There's a hearing coming up July uh, July 12th, so that's when they will go before a judge, and she says she's not moving out before then because then she relinquishes all her power. Mm-hmm. And finally here, Kevin, you were just hanging out with Duran Duran last weekend on Mm, Father's Day. No, not at all. I went to the concert. She's trying to make you sound cool in front of the public, All right, yeah. Uh You were there with thousands. I did. Yeah, semantics. You were hanging out with Duran Duran, though. (laughs) You were drinking in what they were serving up. Yeah, I was in the same space as them. It's called going to a concert. You were lapping up their soup. Mm -hmm. Duran Duran's Nick Rhodes was just pictured. Um, I guess he's been trying to keep his relationship kind of quiet. He's got himself a new girl. And this is why they look so good on stage. This is is what's keeping them all looking so young. Uh, Nick Rhodes is 61. His girlfriend's 26. Whoa, Nick. How about that? I know you commented after the show about how good Duran Duran was looking. That's why. Yeah, for guys in their early to mid-60s, yeah, they're looking pretty solid. (laughs) The fountain of youth. Yeah, 26-year-old. Wow. Wow. She'll keep you young. Dying. And that's what's going on in your dirt. KVJ. Never even heard about this story, but it was put in front of me for who is legit it says, I was in a bank robbery in Gainesville during the Gainesville murders. Bird immediately perked up because he loves murder. And you had an idea about what was going on here. So I did a quick little search just to find out what this whole Gainesville murder story was all about. You Dan- don't know this story? I don't know the story, no. Really? No, I don't spend a lot of time on murder. Daniel Harold Rawling. We try to avoid murder. Yeah, I do. I'm doing, I'm doing my best to stay away from it. <laughs> this is a huge story, though. This is like Adam Walsh level. Yeah, I never heard of it. Never heard of it. Daniel Harold Rawling, known as the Gainesville Ripper, was an American serial killer who murdered five students in Gainesville over four days in August of 1990 during a burglary and robbery spree. One student was from Santa Fe College. Four were from the University of Florida. He was also known to spy on women in their homes. Lights, camera, murder, scream lays out Rawlings' story. And the tip that finally cracked the case came from a woman who phoned in to Crime Stoppers in November of 1990. He lived out in the woods, too, Virginia. Uh, that song you walked in on, I was playing you that acoustic song. That's a song he wrote in the woods. That was the creepiest piece of music I've ever it, heard. It, that, that, it's horrifying. He horrifying. Turned, a part where he's he's re- singing about the Grim Reaper. He's, he's, mm-hmm. he's in the woods and he's recording himself. And he goes, uh, well, after he's playing the guitar. And he looks in the camera and he's like, I got to go do something. He hits the record and... 
goes off to do some terrible things. Wow. Okay. He sings a song and then he records himself and then he says, "I got to go do something." And he goes and murders. He, yep. He, it's it's a pretty it's a creepy clip too. Now was this guy more about robbing or murdering? Because it said happened during a burglary and robbery spree. So a lot of these murderers they rob, especially in their earlier part of their life. So don't be surprised when you see the rap sheet. There's a lot of burglary and theft on there. Uh Ted Bundy being the same way. He uh, he was about murder. This guy. He was about murder. Okay, and just robbery was the thing he did to pass the time. I think it was a build up, a lead up. I think I think he always probably had perversion going on. There was always looking into windows. He was a a loner. He he lived he lived on you know out. He lived as a vagrant a lot of times, and I think he you know just graduated. It escalated. Right. So I guess our question here, it sounds like maybe this story was hot at the time. You then are in a bank, there's a robbery, and maybe there's a fear that, oh my gosh, is this Daniel Harold Rawling that is in here, possibly. So That's why I asked. I wasn't sure if they were talking about a different Gainesville murder. Yeah. Because the Gainesville murders is, is, a, is, a, is a big thing. Yeah, it sounds like if you're going to take that title, Gainesville murders, there's only one block story that really matters. Five people dead is something that uh, seems to stand out. Okay, we have got uh, both Debbie and we have Chad on here to try to figure out which one might be legit. I'm going to start here with Debbie because we each get uh, one question for them, but I I, um, do want to try to uh, find out. Uh, Debbie, uh, are you... Are you talking about you were in a bank robbery in Gainesville during the Gainesville murders? Does that mean that the story was going on as the bank was getting robbed? Um, I was in the bank during that week of that when that was going on, when the bank was robbed. So everybody in Gainesville was very well aware. Oh, yeah. People were like hiding and living with other people at the time and. People were kind of bunking up together. Yeah, my high school, my high school baseball coach was was playing baseball at UF at the time. He said it was crazy. It was the town was shut down. Okay, so the vibe is is insane. Everybody is on pins and needles, and as you're in a bank, now all of a sudden a bank robbery happens. Okay, so now we got clarification on that. Were you worried that the bank robber himself might have been Daniel Harold Rawling? Is that what added to it, or is just the fact that you had anxiety about the Gainesville murders, and now you're in another stressful situation? Well, you know, when it was happening, that never really crossed my mind, to be honest. So until after the fact. So it really never crossed my mind that it was actually him when the bank was robbed. Because he he robbed a bank in Gainesville as well. Okay, was the bank robber Daniel Herod Rawling? Uh, to be honest, I don't I don't know. Okay, you guys probably know more about the story than I do. Wow. I, I don't I don't know I don't I don't remember. I mean, this was 1990. I mean, mm. I was 18 at the time. 18 at the time. Okay, let's let's kind of go with uh, Chad here and get his quick synopsis. Uh, Chad, it says here that uh, it was. A bank robbery you were in in Gainesville during the Gainesville murders. Um, obviously, a heightened time of anxiety. Did you feel like maybe this could have been the serial killer? Is that why this was such a tough moment for you to be in this bank? Uh, I mean, I'm almost kind of like Debbie was. I mean, I wasn't when it was hap- It happened so fast, and it was. I didn't even really even know why I was in the bank. 
really what was going on because it was down at a different teller and um, everybody just got really, really quiet and, and almost like fro- almost like froze in there. And then mm-hmm. the, the bank teller just kind of looked me in the eye and just was kind of like, just, just stay still right here. So I was not thinking about if it was this guy or not. Of course, I knew about that because it was all over the news, but it wasn't, that wasn't the thing that crossed my mind at that point for sure. Gotcha. Okay. All right. So we're hearing their accounts of being in this bank robbery in Gainesville at the time the Gainesville murders were going on. Which one of these two is legit? Which one is lying? Virginia, what is your question for Debbie and Chad? What was it like in the bank? Who was in there when you were in there? Describe the scene. And was there a security guard? Did anybody try to stop the robbery? Okay. We'll start with uh, you on this one, Chad. Yeah, I mean, you know, there. It was like just a normal day. I mean, there were probably fifteen, twenty people now. I, to be honest with you, I didn't even notice that there was a security guard or not. I was in and out, or I was planning on going, coming in and out as quick as I could. And um, it was like I said, it just everything just got really still. All of a sudden, it just it almost felt like time stood still for just a few minutes until it was over. And then. We just we had to all stay there until afterwards, until the police came to all you know give our uh, police report after that. Okay, uh, what is your uh, thoughts on that same question, Debbie? So I don't I don't remember there being a security guard in the bank, but the way the bank was set up, it was on Archer, and it, the way it was set up, I was sitting and waiting to talk to customer service. We were like sitting on a bench, facing like the customer service desk, and. There was a kid sitting next to me. We ended up, when all this started happening, we came into the bank. We were, like, holding hands. And we were kind of, but I don't remember there being a security guard in the bank. Mm. I definitely remember where I was. Like, I wasn't even facing the counter. Okay. Like, where you get get money from. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, I was facing, like, customer service. I was sitting on a bench, and we were just doing, like, maybe, like, five of us sitting on the bench, just, like, waiting to talk to customer service when this happened. Okay. Thank you, Debbie. She paints a vivid picture, gives you a street name as well that might add to her credibility. Bird, you get the final question here as we try to figure out who legitimately was in a bank robbery during the Gainesville murders. Well, it's him who did it. It's it's, it's definitely him. So describe what, what he looks like. Okay. Because right. I, I know what he looks like. Uh, give me, if I was the police officer, mm-hmm. describe what the, the, the assailant looked like. Okay, because it was the serial killer that had robbed the bank. It had to have been, because he, he committed the, during the, the week of the murders, he, he robbed a bank. Okay. All right. So we'll start with you on this round, Debbie. Describe the bank robber that you saw. So he came in, he was wearing a ski mask, no shirt on, and he was wearing uh, black MC Hammer pants. Okay, that so, was very popular at the time. Yep, yeah, no shirt, ski mask. Um, MC Hammer pants. Did he yeah, do the no dance shirt. on his way out the door where he was shaking his legs uh, and sliding uh, sideways? Uh, no, he was not. He started yelling about, I guess somebody moved somewhere out of my sight line. He's like, this was not a good day to die. And then he was yelling about money packs and the, the die packs and the money. And that's kind of really like all I remember. Okay, all right, that is uh, Debbie's answer. I mean, Huh? I didn't turn your mic off. No, it's, it's 
I, stuck over here. I did oh. it with my mind. Oh, wow. Virginia <laughs> finally broke her mic. My huh? mind powers are working. Wow, okay. Virginia, you can slide to the other mic. It's stuck. If you want, yeah. Okay. All right, um, we'll have you real quick. Uh, Chad, what is your take? Um, what did the bank robber look like that you saw? Well, I don't, I don't remember. Again, it was it, it happened so quickly. Um, I do remember. I thought I remember almost like kind of like almost like a military type jacket, almost like a uh, almost like a peacoat kind of situation, and definitely a um, a mask. But again, he was like the, it wasn't a huge bank, but it was it's big enough where he was like down. I was at like the farthest teller, I guess, closest to the window, like where the drive-through window kind of thing was. And, yeah. uh, he was more down like there just making a ton of noise. And the whole, I didn't really even understand even what was even happening until after the fact It just the whole thing, it, it felt like it happened in like 10 seconds, even though it was probably a couple of minutes. Can so, you describe the pants that the bank robber was wearing? Were they MC hammer pants? I don't remember the MC Hammer pants part. Okay. I mean, that's, that's possible. <laughs> that, 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 that part did not stick out to me at all. Does yeah. not stick out to you. Okay. And did the bank robber did the bank robber say anything? Like uh, Debbie had said, it's a who wants to die today or it's a terrible day to die. Did they say anything threatening to anyone in the bank? I just remember yelling, but nothing. I don't remember specific words to it well. It, it, again, it was just such a quick moment in time okay. that uh, yeah. I, when I even look, think back of it, it doesn't even really fully seem that it was actually real until, you know, you guys started talking about it. Okay. All right. So we've got one person on here that is completely lying about this. They were not in that bank. They did not have this experience. The other person did. One is legit. Jaybird, who is legit? Who is lying? I think... Uh I for, I'm, Debbie I, and Chad. I think I think Debbie's telling the truth. You think Debbie's telling the truth? I do. And you think Chad is the one that's lying? I do. Virginia, what do you think? Do you agree? I do agree. You do agree? I do. She did throw out the name Archer. Now, I mean, I guess you could have easily looked for a bank in Gainesville and picked a street and done that. You could have. But, but shirtless and MC Hammer pants and a mask? I know. I mean, that's pretty insane. It is insane. You're not trying to blend in if you wear that outfit. Uh, okay. So is Debbie right in that story? Or if, did she come up with something so preposterous? Which is awesome. That doesn't sound believable? But which one of these two is actually legit? You'll find out next. My KVJ show. Never even had heard about the Gainesville murders. I've been educated today. We had a statement from somebody saying that they were in a bank robbery in Gainesville during the Gainesville murders that was going on. They were committed by a guy named Daniel Harold Rawling. He was known as the Gainesville Ripper, and he wound up murdering five students, four of them from UF, one from Santa Fe, and all the while going on a burglary and robbery spree. So apparently he was the bank robber at the time. Now we had Debbie and Chad on here. Debbie told her account of being in the bank that day. She gave more details. She said it was on Archer Street. She also said that the bank robber came in shirtless wearing MC Hammer pants, which were big in 1990, and also was wearing a ski mask. Chad's story differed. He said that he's in kind of more of a camouflage type of uh, flak jacket in a sense. A looking peacoat. thing. Peacoat. 
Yeah, so that was the biggest difference in what they had said that was going on. And Debbie had said, too, that he said today would be a terrible day for anyone in here to die. So it sounded like there was the death threat in Debbie's situation. Chad said that that did not necessarily happen in his. But both of their memories are a little blurry because I guess it was a traumatic situation and it did happen a very long time ago. I've been catching you guys up during commercial break on some Danny Rollins stuff as well. Yeah, the guy's... uh, pretty horrifying and he's not a very good musical artist he did a song which sounds like a song that would be done by a serial killer it's called mystery writer Black you bring a grim, a reaper. <laughs> oh my gosh grim reaper good lord Oh, there you go. Don't know if they use that in his trial, but uh, that would be a nice exhibit. Where is he now? Is he on, like, death row? He's in, uh, yeah, I, he, oh, he's definitely not out. I can tell you that much. Good. Okay. Well, let's hope not. Because <laughs> we don't need his murders or his music. Well, we don't need to be talking smack about him if he's listening and he's loose. He's not getting out. I can't imagine they would let a serial killer out. No, he's not getting That guy's a monster. <laughs> <laughs> he's dead, right? I I have to, I don't think he is. Let me double check on that. Okay. Well, the question is, who is legit? And our chat room is kind of torn. Well over a hundred votes. Fifty-six percent think that it is Debbie. Forty-four percent think that it is Chad, who is the legitimate person and the person not telling a lie. So I've got them both on here right now. Will the legitimate person right now please say it was me? Was it you, Debbie, or was it you, Chad? It was me, Debbie. Whoa. Okay, we got it right, Bird. We got it right. The dude was wearing MC Hammer pants? Oh, no. I, so I was I was sitting, and we were waiting like to talk to customer service. There were like five people sitting on a bench, and when he came in, you saw all the people sitting at the desk hit their panic button. And, um, yeah, he, like, came in, was yelling. Somebody, I guess, moved or did something, and he was like, this is not a good day to die. And then he was yelling about, he jumped over the counter, was yelling about the money die packs. And then you can see all the police outside of the bank, but they can't come in because they don't want to have a hostage situation. They have to wait until they leave the bank. Oh. Okay. So so they missed him. He actually got away from the bank, but I think they, Jason probably knows more about the story than I do, but they found the money in the woods. Yeah, they, they it found like, a, It was like $80,000. Yeah, wow. they, they, found, they found a bunch of stuff in the woods. Yeah, and according to the story, it was finally a tip that came through to Crime Stoppers in November of 1990. I got him, so apparently he gets away scot-free. And the then, cops were outside of the bank, and he got away? They can't it, come in, they, because then it becomes a hostage situation. They can't, kinda, they can't trap him in the bank. They had to let him leave. He got away in MC Hammer pants. Well, why didn't they follow him? <laughs> what an insane story. Yeah, I, shirtless. I feel shirtless. like they, when you see him come out of the bank, <laughs> and like, there's the pants, follow him, and then apprehend him. Like, how in the hell do you get away from anything uh, yeah. with MC Hammer yeah, pants on? It's crazy. He, right? and, and he died, he ex- uh, executed in 2006. Lethal okay. injection. Okay. Four wow. usually don't play. Yeah, then, you know, and then you have to wait at the bank because the FBI comes, so now nobody can leave the bank. The FBI comes, oh. and they have, to inter- they have to interview everybody individually. Relief. That's like hours later. Wow, that, that is amazing. And uh, I assume as you're processing it afterwards, you're like, oh, wow, the serial killer just held up the bank I was in. That's got to be mind boggling. See, see, and at that time, I didn't know that it was him. I feel yeah. like I said, you guys probably know. You, you're right, it happened really quick. 
Yeah. You're kind of like thinking. You're like, I was like looking side to side. And we were like, is this really happening? Wow. That's crazy. Yeah, I'm like one of those odd people that was a small, small percentage of people that were actually in a bank robbery, you know, yeah, being held up. I mean, it's crazy. Well, it's an interesting, very fascinating story. Debbie, thank you so much for uh, getting a hold of us. We appreciate that. Thank you. You guys have a good rest of your summer. Okay. Thank you. Yeah, you do the same. Uh, We're looking for stories like that. People have interesting professions, interesting stories. If you'd like to be on Who is Legit, send us an email, mail at kvjshow.com. M-A-I-L at KVJshow.com. MC Hammer Pants. See Hammer Pants? That is crazy. Shirtless and MC Hammer Pants and a ski mask, and he got away. What a nut job. Another reason, though, to do online banking. Don't go in the bank. Don't think they had that in 1990, Virginia. They didn't. No. But now they do, so use it. Wow. Coming up here in a couple of minutes, we got Fourth uh, of July right around the corner, so we got another round of Firecracker or Adult Toy. Can you tell the difference? Whoa, baby. <laughs> what do you think that is? It's KBJ. I'm not usually a firework person, at least until this week, where I had to be a firework person for the punishment for Do It Be and light a bottle rocket out of my butt cheeks. Everyone did a great job on that. <laughs> from, from the filming crew. Mm-hmm, yeah. It was uh, something. So professional. I get to do that every day. Great job, guys. That was great. <laughs> but otherwise, I don't really know a lot about it, but I know there are a lot of people really big into fireworks, so this might be an easy game for you. Firecracker or adult toy. They all oh, have very know. interesting, attractive names and make them sound exciting. So what do you think? Whoa, baby. Would that be a firework or an adult toy, Virginia? Whoa, baby. Whoa, baby. Oh, that feels like the bedroom, Kevin. Bedroom, you're saying? Lay you, it on us. Adult toy, it is not. Oh. It's a firework. That's not huh. good. Whoa, baby. Whoa, Don't confuse baby. the two. Yeah, that is. What about Pink Hero, Jay Bird? Oh, that has got to be in the bedroom. Adult toy. Adult toy. Whoa. That is a firework. Really? Yes, it is. I know, right? Yeah. All right, we got to do better. Yeah. Right. Those yeah. are our warm-ups. Focus. Okay. What about pop your top, Virginia? Firework or adult toy? Oh, I'd love to pop my top. Uh-huh. Let's go bedroom. Going to go bedroom, adult toy? You got one right. Yay! Right. That is an adult toy. They say, y'all better get some fireworks in your bedroom this 4th of July. You're right. We need to step it up. Mm. Panda is keeping a love journal, and he said it has. It's been since June eleventh. Whoa! Uh, he's keeping you on the clock. He's logging love dates now. June eleventh, the last time. Yeah. Wow. We've been busy. Tallahassee, Rocco, blah blah blah. Okay. Oh baby. <laughs> oh baby. Whoa baby. Whoa baby. <laughs> uh, Jaybird, Black Thunder. Is that, that a firework or an adult toy? That's a firework. He owns it. Uh, yeah, that is. That's a firework. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's true. Okay, Virginia, what about um, a Hollywood hottie? If you got a Hollywood hottie, what do you have? Firework or an adult toy? It feels like an adult toy. That is an adult toy, yeah. What is the Hollywood hottie? Hollywood hottie? Hollywood hottie. Grab your ankles. I'll show you. I'm going to Google it. Hopefully work doesn't block me again. <laughs> yeah. They like to block me when I go to the naughtier sites, Kevin. Our server does not like us going to the risque websites. Hollywood hottie. Ooh, images. and Whoa. <laughs> you like it, Daddy? Wait a minute. Is that a... How do I say it? 
I'll wait till the after the show podcast. <laughs> yeah, but is that might be good? Is that a PP? What? I, I, I do an initials. Uh, uh-huh. ne- never mind. <laughs> Your initials are more confusing than just saying it. Is it that? It kind of looks like a, or a, huh? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> It looks like the murderer's manifesto that you just wrote. <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you guys later. All right. Eden Flicker. What do we got there, Bird? Eden Flicker is... That's a firework. That is firework. <clears throat> nope. Don't toy. Googling it. Okay. Mm. Well, your computer is going to be full of filth. <laughs> it is. Okay, Virginia, what about a blue banger? What do you have there? Do you have a firework or an adult toy? The blue banger is yeah. a firework. That is a firework. Yes, it is. The Eden Flicker kind of reminds me of Ursula a little bit. It's got like an Ursula vibe. See how it's kind of got like the, like the okay, like the top of her head a little bit, like a tentacle. Yeah, it's yeah. very tentacle. Uh, uh-huh. <laughs> T- tentacle vibe. Kevin. Yeah. Uh huh. Okay. What about uh, Wonder in Wonderland? Jaybird, are we letting off a firework? Or are we uh, making our own fireworks in the bedroom? That sounds like a firework. There you go, the firework on that Wonder in Wonderland. No, that is an adult toy, my man. Googling it. There you go. All right. <laughs> Look at them Google searches just racking up. He's busy. Oh, he's very busy. Ow! There's a lot of dumbass criminals to talk about, baby. It's the Whacked Out News. People breaking the law. Ha ha, fighting in the nude. Ha, drunk people pooping in the street. Ha ha, it's the Whacked Out News. Baby. Don't know if you've uh, seen the news on this, but they got some of the wreckage from the Titan submersible pulled off the bottom of the ocean floor. And yeah, a big piece they were holding up yeah. yesterday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They also said probably what the key thing was they have presumed human remains. So they're All going right. to do. Uh, research on that to find out if they can get DNA matches and the such. So they're kind of piecing together. They say it might be years before they get through the whole thing. And they're thinking, too, that this probably has sunk a lot of these submersible games. So Ocean Gate can pretty much say bye bye. And a lot of these other things where, you know, you got these crazy rich people that are blasting themselves into space or dunking down to the bottom of the oceans. And they say, I might put that market on hold. And they'd said it was expected to grow too, because you got so many rich people now. They're just looking for, you know, dumb things to do with their money. They're bored. Yeah, they really are. They just—I guess—it's not enough to have a gazillion dollars. They got to do something else. This would be a, a little bit uh, nerve-wracking. Imagine paddleboarding from the Bahamas to Lake Worth Beach. This uh, all went down, and they finally landed on Sunday. We uh, love doing this uh, event and talking about it. And Malaya Tribble was uh, on her paddleboard. This all is to benefit cystic fibrosis. And she started to notice a dorsal fin right by it. And people are going, oh, my gosh, don't look now. But she was being followed by a hammerhead shark. Yeah, they just sent me the video. And it's going viral big time. Yeah. This shark was totally stalking these paddleboarders. Yeah, crazy stuff. Here is... Uh, Malia talking about what went down because they saw the shark and then they got her onto a boat for safety but just 10 minutes later she's like "Ah, okay I'll I'll keep going she gets back on her board and and continues all the way to Lake Worth Beach wow here she is telling a bit about the story well I was just kind of doing my thing and I 
felt a little bit of a tap on my board, but I thought I was picking up seaweed. Um, that happens, you can drag seaweed on your fin. My husband's face dropped and I saw him tell the captain to shut off the engine and him then guide me into the boat. And so as soon as he did that, I knew it was a shark. And I just knew to listen. Uh, my husband jokes that it was the first time I've ever listened to him in my life. <laughs> yeah. yeah, she is uh, going to take part in next year's trip. So she's not scared off by any kind of hammerhead shark. Yeah, they had a couple of viral moments. I saw one moment where the paddle boarders were surrounded by dolphins that were like jumping oh, up. Cool. And like, yeah. it's just like the dolphins knew what they were doing and yeah. the purpose of being out there. It was quite beautiful. Dolphins are very smart. They are. Yeah. Very smart. Yeah, it's Piper's Angels. Is that the organization? It is, yeah. yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they do that every year. It just grows and grows and grows. Yeah. I was supposed to be out there, but Rocco was sick on Sunday. Uh, I was out there last year. I missed it. They had a really good turnout. Andrea, the traffic slayer, who used to do our traffic yeah. for us, she actually emcees it. Oh, that's so cool. They have a live feed of everything happening live, so you can like watch it. Okay. As they're all coming ashore. It's really a beautiful thing they do. Did you see the viral video of the landing gear coming off of the Delta plane that was flying from Atlanta to Charlotte? Oh, damn. You need that one, right? Yeah, I would like to have landing gear on my plane. It's when not it comes too much down. to ask. Yeah, the plane did land safely, and there were no reports of injuries among the 96 passengers and five crew members. They did have to take that fun little slide out of the plane, though, afterwards. I never heard about this, but uh, they say there's a thing called the miracle that uh, they often are witnessing as people are getting on planes and wheelchairs. And they said as soon as they get on there and have pre-boarded early before everybody else, they're miraculously cured when the flight lands and they just walk fine right off the plane. (laughs) My sister used to say Palm Beach was the biggest offender because the flight attendants, they see like, Oh, this line, like 30 people long in wheelchairs waiting to board the plane. And then, yes, the in-flight miracle of healing. I'm healed. I can walk. When the plane lands, they can all just jump right up, grab a carry-on, and shuffle quickly. Unreal. Unreal, (laughs) man. It's a miracle. Yeah, people are just shameless, aren't they? They don't care. (laughs) Well, if you're tired of traffic, a flying car has just been approved for testing by the FAA. This would be the first time ever that a flying car could be making it to the market and being tested by the FAA. You down with a flying car? I just feel like we're going to not know what to do with that. It's, right now, it's too complicated. This is nothing we can do anytime soon. We can't figure out cars on the ground. The car also would take off vertically. So what? if you got it, yeah. So if you got <laughs> stuck in traffic, you could just take off and fly past it. But you know now, when traffic comes to a standstill and you're trying to pull around it, how many people are zipping at 100 miles an hour? And you're always like, oh, uh oh, uh oh. Can you imagine? Especially in South Florida, where you'd have a lot of rich people that would probably be able to afford the flying car because it is going to cost about three hundred thousand dollars. But That's I mean, it's not I, that much. People spend that in Palm Beach all the time. Right. Not enough to put it out of the price range here. You would, you know, anytime you'd be on the road, you'd probably have a couple hundred of these flying cars around you. And imagine if they all just started to take off at the same time. Well, at least on the ground, if there's an accident, I don't have to worry about a bumper flying through my ceiling. Yeah. 
Imagine flying cars now, accidents. You're right. You're eating some Totinos, boom. I think a flying car sounds cool, and I want one. I just don't want anybody else to have one. Yeah, right. I think as soon as you have flying car traffic, yeah. then you have stupid people making stupid moves, and something's bad going to happen. I imagine how life would change if you look up in the sky, you just see all this traffic up there. Like, what? Crazy. Oh, the Jetsons is real. Mom, what's the Jetsons? (laughs) Only the greatest cartoon ever. Terrible reference, but I love the Jetsons. You got, you got. There's some truth in there. (laughs) There's an Ohio woman that put her wig in the trunk of her vehicle, but didn't notice that part of it was sticking out. (laughs) And so a passing motorist sees it. It's like, oh my gosh, someone's in the trunk. They call nine one one. There's a victim in the trunk. A cop pulls the car over and says to the driver, so, yeah, you got hair hanging out of your trunk? And the woman responded, oh, my sweet Jesus, that's my wig. (laughs) The officer just walks away laughing. That's awesome. Uh Uh-huh. They say thieves in Virginia have been stealing the glass from vehicles' side view mirrors. Why? I don't really know. It's unclear what the motive is. Police are still investigating, but they're a bit perplexed. It was rude awakening to come outside and find both mirrors gone. It's going to cost between two and three hundred to fix, and uh, it's it's a real hassle. But I will say, I do believe that whoever did it knew what they were doing. It's all very carefully taken out. My only guess is that they're for resale on the you know the gray or the black market for car parts. I don't think the VIN, for example, would be on the the glass itself, so it'd be easier to move around. Where if you took something major, you have to start filing things down. Okay, huh. who knows. Well, you don't get more of a Florida story than this. A teen was filmed shotgunning a twisted tee with a baby alligator clamped down on the can in a Hardy's parking lot in Plant City. Was the gator into it? Gator might have been, yeah. Gators love shotgunning. There's a lot to really kind of unpack there. There is a lot. You got a a twisted tee, you got (laughs) shotgunning, you got a baby alligator that's clamped down on the can. It's in a Hardy's parking lot and it's in Plant City. I mean, how much more Florida can you get than that? That's that's very, just good good fun, Cam. That is straight up Florida. Redneck fun. Specifically South Florida. <laughs> yeah. The uh, baby gator was captured and released in a local retention pond. Thankfully, it is alive and well. So, and it's a viral video. It's out there if you want to see it. There is a home video. It's also going viral of an agitated woman demanding that a neighbor's cat stay off of her property. And the funny thing about it is while she's demanding to speak with the terrified woman inside her home, the cat can be seen walking behind this irate woman and it just disappears. <laughs> now, the woman won't come out of her house, so this conversation is happening through the ring doorbell. Yeah, if somebody's irate on your porch, don't come out. No. Huh? Seriously, they don't deserve your time. No. Nope. Open your door. She's pounding on the button. What do you want? Um, I want to talk to the grown-up who lives here. Why? What happened? Answer the door. Oh. What happened? Answer the door. No, I don't even know who I'm you are. I'm your neighbor. Oh, can you tell me what it open is? Open the door. Angry. Oh, yeah, she looks so pissed. I really don't want to open the door um, unless you calm down. Probably a good idea. Open the door. No. That, You're the mother of this house? I'm the mother of this house. Mm-hmm. Great. Well, we've never met, so let's meet. Uh-oh. If your cat doesn't stop p***ing and eating and biting all of the things at my house when I don't own a cat and you do, I'm going to get the police involved because I am fed up. 
My son is very allergic to cats. Your cat will not stay out of my yard, my house, my garage. It's your cat. I've already met your husband about it. If you would open the door, I can show you. Oh, my goodness. She does not open the door, and the irate woman eventually leaves. I will open the door, and then I will shoot you and drag your body in my living room. Let's go. Oh, I got I to gotta watch that video. <laughs> That's... The balls. It's pretty intense. It is. People are... It's crazy out there. People will get... Squirrel at your door. Be mad at the cat, not the lady. When the lady kind of looks like pink, she looks like an irate pink. You can't control what a crazy cat does, like especially if it's one of those cats that's like an outdoor cat. Those cats are free willed. Open your door now. I'm I'm good. I'm good. And I just love that the cat is walking in the background behind, like meow meow. (laughs) What y'all the fuss about? (laughs) Is the best. That's a sassy cat. Yep. All right, well, Virginia has got somebody in her neighborhood they don't want. It's not a cat. If you heard yesterday about the pedophile that uh, is coming to the neighborhood, she told you a little bit of the story yesterday. We got an update for that on the way. And we also have a Carib Royale code word for you coming up next. KVJ. How would you like to have a four-day, three-night trip to the Cree Royale in Orlando? The word you need is discover, D-I-S-C-O-V-E-R. You enter that into the WRMF mobile app or our online streaming player, WRMF.com. Do it within the hour, and you've got an entry. Four other chances to enter today at 11 a.m., 1, 3, and 5 p.m. The more times you enter, the better your chances to win. An amazing trip. And do we have somebody here that uh, we're giving the trip to or no? No, we... we no, we don't. Oh, okay. Sorry, I just saw somebody on hold. I didn't know if we had somebody or not. We tried to call the person. The number that they gave us is the wrong number. And then Uh-oh. we called them back to see if it was that number again, and they yelled at us. And I mean, Uh-oh. Denny's. Yikes. Denny's they, just took it. They yelled at Denny's, oh, okay. but I was on speakerphone with Denny's, so I started yeah. getting into a fight with them. He started yelling at him. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> it, was, it was kind of awesome. Well, the person was so mad, I called the first time. They're like, that's a wrong number. Don't oh. call me again. And I go, okay. And I double-checked the number, and they go, yeah, that's my number. Please stop calling me. Do we have a name to let at least the person know? Yeah, we can say the name, right? Yeah. What's the so name? The, the name was Grant Johnson was our winner. Okay. Oh for yeah, the Royale. That's why I was hyped to... We, we know him. We know Absolutely. That's, That's what I thought. When we, when we called Grant and got yelled at, we're like, this might not be Grant. So we <laughs> called back just for due diligence. We called back to make sure that it wasn't a flub on the dialing of the number. And I got yelled at again. Damn. That's when the bird got in. Yeah. <laughs> it was yeah. a weird Don't you yell at Teddy's? It was a weird go. Oh, oh Kevin's that? got Grant's number in his Whoa. phone. Yeah, I, I, said, no, I didn't know who the winner was. Oh. So got privy to that uh, information. He could have saved Denny's a yeah. tongue lashing. It was pretty hilarious, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I was being for laughing. Well, Denny's is the most peaceful guy ever. So to hear somebody unload on him is pretty funny. I do not have the right temperament. For our phones, <laughs> it would not be good. Not, not be good at all. No. Huh? Yeah, oh, that's crazy. Oh, very nice. Yeah, congratulations. Yeah, uh, Grant, uh, he's uh, always there every single day in the uh, chat. He's the one that bought me a couple cocktails at the Duran uh, Duran show. Whoop, so whoop. very lovely to see uh, him win. And I tell you, he's putting in the time. That's the way you got to do it, man. You got to uh, make sure you keep entering every chance you get because it increases your chances. So your code word right now is discover. Got a new one at 11 a.m. Grant, congratulations, my man. 
What up, Kev? What up, KBJ? Yeah! Yeah! Dude, you're there going to he Orlando. is. It's nice to call you Naked Yeah, man. <laughs> and he's not We're yelling. Not Orlando up. All right. <laughs> the number I got was one digit off. Oh, uh, just one three. digit. Well, I got three phone numbers, so it's bound to happen one way or another. <laughs> oh, well. What are you, a drug dealer? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, you got you to gotta make a living somehow, Virginia. You know, Kevin's <laughs> got my real number. I got to let the real people have it. So. Okay. <laughs> I like that you got my real number, too, so it's all good. Sweet. Yeah, Virginia keeps boasting about how big the rooms are, how great the food is. Yeah, you're going to love the Carib Royale. I loved it. It's a perfect spot. They've got restaurants. They've got great bars. I know you like a cocktail like me, Grant. The bars were yeah, phenomenal. I've been there before they redid it, so I'm excited to go back because it was uh, it was dated before, and I saw the videos from when you and the kids and Panda were there. It looks pretty awesome, and thank you very much, KBJ, and what up, chat room? Yeah. Oh, they're, great. They're going crazy yeah. right now. Yeah. <laughs> Heck yeah. That's cool, man. Awesome, man. Well, hey, I appreciate it, guys, and uh, we'll see you on the 22nd. Can't wait to tear it up. Yeah, no doubt, dude. Can't wait. Now, it's going to be the next KBJ Live we're going to be doing on July 22nd. More details will be forthcoming about that. But save that date. Yesterday, Virginia, you were telling us that there was an unwanted visitor in your neighborhood, and it got so raucous that it was brought to the HOA for a meeting. Yeah, some of the moms had noticed on the FDLE website that we had a sex offender visiting our neighborhood, visiting somebody who lived in the neighborhood, and they brought it to the HOA because I don't think a lot of the HOA knew about it. And so we were just like, okay, what can we do? Can we stop this from happening? Because no one, we have a lot of kids in our neighborhood. And it made all the parents very upset to think that we have an offender on the sex offender uh, registry in our neighborhood coming Mm -hmm. and going. So I found out a little more information yesterday. You know me, I like to get a little snoopy. Okay. And apparently the sex offender that visits my neighborhood, when he visits, he's staying with his brother. But he doesn't visit all the time. So it's not like he's always going to be there. He comes and goes. But when he comes, he has to register and tell the people that keep track of him where he is and that he's staying in a place outside of his residence. Normally, he lives on the West Coast of Florida. Mm -hmm. Um, So I guess the brother of the sex offender was so mad yesterday because he found out that we had talked about his brother and we were talking about putting up a flyer, the flyer from FDLE, that they want you to see and circulate in your neighborhood if you have an offender so that all the parents know what the guy looks like. Right. He said if we put up that flyer, he's going to sue the HOA. Okay, and and my curiosity here is uh, on what grounds does he sue? And the only way that I could see this, and some people you know, did say, hey, look, there are people that do things that – aren't as bad as you would think. They've gone to the bathroom outside in a place they shouldn't, and a kid is nearby, and they get arrested for that. doesn't mean that there's some kind of animal. It's funny you bring that up, 
because that's what the brother is telling people in the neighborhood that his brother did. And that's just not true because I've gone in and I've read the court paperwork that says what the brother did. He was not arrested for peeing in public and a kid saw it. What was he arrested for? He was arrested for first time giving alcohol to minors and then uh, engaging in sex acts with those minors. Okay. That's and then he was engaged intense. and then he was arrested again for offering money to a minor for a sex act. That didn't happen, but he was still arrested because you can't do that. Did this happen in Florida? Yeah, it was all in Florida. It was mm-hmm. uh, Tampa, West Coast, that kind of thing. Does, do they know you talked about it on the air? I'm sure they know now because I'm sure they're going to hear about it. Yeah. If I, they're not listening now. Look, I, I don't know that you have any kind of right to go and harass that no, person. No, you can't. You can't harass them. Yes, but if you're not personally going to their house harassing them, you know, you got the the pitchforks and torches, then I believe you can as a public service to the neighborhood. They have the website. I don't know why you wouldn't be able to post that, especially if what you're posting is absolutely truthful. That would be the thing, well, is if it is absolutely truthful. If, if the brother's saying he's going to sue you and he's saying that it's just a, you know, peeing out, out in public kind of thing and that's a lie, the, the suing thing is just a tactic he's doing. He, right. He's not, he's, he's a lot of talk. And my friend, Angela Prudenti, you know, she was the one that represented us in court recently when we had all of our drama with those people. She's actually an expert at HOA stuff and she's a okay. partner at Sax Sax Kaplan in Boca. I, I called her last night. I'm like, can this guy sue the HOA? And she's actually on hold. Okay. Expert opinion from an HOA lawyer. Okay, so I guess the question, can this person sue the HOA? Hi, good morning. <laughs> good morning. <laughs> so the answer is that there exists a legal privilege to republish the contents of public records. So what is coming off of the Florida Department of Law Enforcement Sex Offender Registration Database, that is a public record. Now, if you look at the database, there's a little caveat at the bottom that says this information, you know, is as up-to-date as it can be sort of thing. So when you republish the contents of public records, you're not going to get sued for republishing. The risk that you run if you're an association, of which we represent several here in South Florida, is that... If you don't have the most accurate information or you make a mistake regarding the disclosure, then you can get yourself into trouble as an association. And also, if you don't post notice of every resident's arrest or criminal record, then the resident may allege, hey, this association is discriminating against me or Uh harassing me. So what we always recommend is to advise the residents of the existence of the Florida Department of Law Enforcement Sexual Offender Database. It's publicly available information. The residents can look at it, and they can determine for themselves who is in their neighborhood and what those individuals are about. So instead of posting this guy's picture with his, like, details, we should send out an email to all the residents in our community and say, hey, keep an eye on the FDLE sex offender website because we've had some action. I think probably more 
hey, be aware that there exists the Florida Department of Law Enforcement Sexual Offender Database. It's public, publicly available. Residents can look at it and, you know, obtain important and helpful information regarding their community. Hmm. So you do need to be careful on blasting somebody that is on this website. Well, again, because if you look on the FDLE website, you'll see that language at the very bottom. Okay. And because you always want to be sure that the public record that you're republishing is the most accurate information, that's why we recommend doing it the way I described. Okay. Yeah, because what happened is, and I, I see what she's saying, this guy was only in our neighborhood for like, I don't know, a short period of time. I okay. don't know when he arrived, but I know soon after we all realized he was there, bam, it was gone off the registry. And now if you go look at it right now, which I did this morning, mm. he's not there right now. So if I were to hand out that flyer to everybody in my neighborhood, he's not there right now. So what Angela is saying is I could be in trouble for that because it's not in real time. Okay. All right. Well, that's good to know if anybody else wanted to do this. Objection. So Virginia needs to cool her jets, Your Honor, because it's <laughs> <figure, laughs> kind of going the wrong way. Okay, got mm-hmm. this, is, this is what I think. First of all, I think that it's super helpful that we all are aware of who our neighbors are. Yes. And secondly, you know, when we live in a community where we've got young children, where we've got vulnerable adults, go to the FDLE website, inform Mm -hmm. ourselves. Yeah, it's good advice. Okay, very nice. Well, thanks for clearing that up. Thank you, Angela. You're welcome, of course. Okay, take care, Angela. everybody. Thank you. you. Okay. So, hmm, Mm. maybe a little too aggressive on the approach. Well, it seems like there's so many. Oh, yeah, I'll always be too aggressive. When it comes to protecting children, I'll always be too aggressive. And if you've got a problem, you can suck it. Mm -hmm. Okay. I'll always be too aggressive when it comes to protecting children. Okay. All right. Well, it's interesting to know that there are some ways that you've got to do it. Coming up here in a couple of minutes. Somebody sent an email and they asked this question. They said, why do you become the person I wanted after we break up? Have you ever been in that situation where somebody just wasn't good and then you break up and they're going, wait a minute, that's what I wanted. What the heck is going on here? You're bringing me down, you anchor. That's why. Okay. But when they leave you, then they're different? Yeah, we'll find out exactly how, because apparently somebody turned into the person they wanted after the breakup happened. We'll find out how next. The KVJ Show. I guess it happens. Maybe like, why? Why couldn't you just have done this? This person's asking a question saying, why do you become the person I wanted after we break up? Their story they sent to us in an email, mail at kvjshow.com says, I'm just hitting a year mark on my divorce. We were married for five years, and here's what I don't get. Why do exes get hotter after you break up? My ex lost all this weight. Now she's posting pictures on Instagram of her being fun. We don't have any kids together, but we're still friends on social media, so I see all of it. Now, I would complain that she never wanted to leave the house before we were together. And now, what do you know? She's always out. The weight thing. I tried to get her to go to the gym or just work out with me because it's something that I really like to do. 
So I just don't understand. Why didn't she do any of this while we were married? These are many of the reasons why we diver- divorced in the first place. That's what I always say. I was just saying, maybe when you guys were together, maybe you were the anchor bringing her down a bit. And when she broke free, she kind of saw the light. That can happen. You can be in a relationship and your partner kind of brings you down and you're depressed and yeah. you're, you're, in a, you're in a state of fog. And once you break free and you're on your own, you start to kind of. But why wouldn't she go out? If he wanted to go out, didn't sound like he was anchoring her on that, and now she's always out, and that seemed to be one of the things, was she just wanted to always stay at home. Because if you're overweight, and you're depressed, mm-hmm. and you're kind of in this haze, you're not going out as much. But when you break, it's called the divorce diet. You break free, yeah. you want to get hot again, you want to be... I you guess know, it, I guess it's, yeah. I guess it's a matter of motivation, and to answer the question, you know, why they become hotter is you encouraging them wasn't enough motivation. When you left them, and you got divorced, that was the motivation. That oh my gosh, it was a wake up call, and they said, all right, I need to make this happen. I'm telling you, I've had people in my life that have brought me down, and. I wasn't, mo- it, it knocked down some of my motivation. It clouded judgment. I wasn't the best I could be. And once you got free, it was a different a different bird flying around there than it was kind of puttering around. Mm-hmm. Sometimes that can happen. Yeah. There could have been other things going on. If you're trying to seriously answer this question for yourself that uh, might have been uh, going on in the relationship, maybe it was the way that you handled it. Clearly, there was something in your encouragement that didn't ultimately get the goal of, hey, you know, um, let's go work out together. Let's do some physical fitness. Let's get out of the house and go have some fun. Not everyone's good at encouragement. Yeah. Just because you encourage somebody doesn't mean you're good at it. Right. True. It could be, but this doesn't sound like it's an isolated phenomenon. One text that we got said, my ex-husband knew I wanted kids before we got married and then told me after marriage that he didn't want kids. And then he started abusing cocaine. And that was when I said, okay, this isn't going to work out. I divorced him. Then, after the divorce, he goes to rehab and then knocks up the very first girlfriend that he's with. He gets sober, has a baby within a year of me leaving him for those two reasons. WTF. I mean, it's okay, they say. I'm upgraded and I've got the best family now, but it was just kind of interesting. But things happened in his life that she, like, he went to rehab, right? There was things that mm-hmm. she thinks it's maybe her or why did he change? Well, there's reasons why he changed. Well, it's like she wants kids. He's like, no. He starts doing drugs. She's like, you need to stop or else. And he doesn't. And then she leaves him and then he decides, oh my gosh, I need to go to rehab. Gets out of rehab, knocks up a girl, and then he's drug free and has the kid. And then in a sense, is the person that she wanted. Yeah. And she's like, why do we have to get to this point? Just, that's how it kind of worked out. I mean, sometimes that happens. Sometimes you meet somebody and it's the wrong time in the lives for y'all to be together. Yeah, that's true. And, you know, ultimately, hey, you say you're in a better situation now with a better dude, the full family, and you're very happy. So. Sometimes people aren't honest either. They, they don't let even their friends know how unhappy they are. They're almost, they feel guilty to let people know, I don't want to be in this relationship. And that too can cause depression and not wanting to work out or all kind of weird things. And then too, like if you don't want to be with him, that is self-sabotaging when you put on the weight, won't get off the sofa, won't try to work on your marriage. Like you're doing all these things subconsciously. You just want out. 
Yeah. And then when maybe. you get out, then you're like, all right, let me take this shell off and try to be me again. I'm telling you, when you're stuck in a, a situation that is not not a great situation, things can things can change in a New York minute when you get out of that situation for some mm-hmm. people. Yeah. So if you're looking for a reason why it all went down, I mean, there's a lot of possibilities, but maybe a lot of soul searching you can do in there yourself to say, okay. Maybe I didn't handle it the right way, the way that I tried to encourage them. The KVJ Show. One thing I hate most that is going on in our current climate is the fact that there are so many topics that are taboo that you just can't discuss because people get all bent out of shape and they get upset. It's too bad. It really is because I would love to have calm conversations with other people, have different opinions than I do because when I do that, I learn more about perspective and it usually helps to shape my ideas a little bit better. I mean, you could have the conversations, you just got to be prepared for what comes back at you. It's tough to find those people that are cool to be able to say, hey, look, bring it at me, man. Whatever you want to say. I'm just here to listen and give you my thoughts and I respect your opinion and you can respect mine. If it's if it's matters of the heart stuff, people mm-hmm. get emotional about matters of the heart stuff, it's hard for people to go, yes, Kevin, you are right. If it's something that really charges you up, yeah. now, I, I think you can handle the way you say it, mm-hmm. but if it's matters of the heart, people are going to be emotional about it. Yeah, no doubt. And that's fine with being emotional. You should hopefully be able to calmly still discuss things that you're you know, having a strong opinion about. What do you mean by that, Kevin? Yeah. <laughs> and that's just it. We're kind of in this world where a lot of people just don't want to bring up stuff and they don't want to have any kind of interesting, introspective conversations because they're afraid of how it's going to end. Reddit was breaking down some taboo topics that really shouldn't be and things that we probably judge unfairly. Like one thing is taking some time to form your opinions. And I don't know why we all feel like we have to have a strong opinion, maybe because that's what everybody does on social media and all of the news outlets that are out there now. They've got a very strong opinion that's unshakable, and we think that that's model behavior and how we need to be. But I got to tell you, on a lot of things, my opinions are often shifting, and it's usually because I pick up new information or I get someone else's perspective. And by having those conversations, please help me to shape my opinion. I just don't like how everything has to either be this or that. When Mm -hmm. so many things in life so full of nuance, you may have a strong opinion about both sides of the argument for for everything's different and not everything's just a or b life has a lot of gray yeah and Mm -hmm. especially in the the news it's either a or b it is talking about money and relationships a taboo topic that maybe shouldn't be are you and panda fully open on all things financial no i think he does what he wants with his money i do what i want with mine and then you know there's certain bills that he has to cover and certain bills that i have to cover and i don't really get too involved in what he's spending because i don't want no man telling me what i can spend okay there you go (laughs) gotta make sure we keep that gender war going yeah It's alive and well in my house. Oh, oh in this studio. Good <laughs> I don't think any woman should tell any man how he spends his bonus money either. Now, I'm talking about bonus money. You have to cover the bills. You have to cover the necessities. You have to make sure that nobody's getting their power shut off. But after that, everybody should be allowed to have their own 
little nest egg, their own little whatever they want to spend on, their happy money, their bonus money. I'm with the witch. If all the bills are paid and everyone's taken care of, man, if you're going to get on me for buying something that... It's it's in my own little budget. Everyone's taken care of. That's how. That's when people start hating each other. Well, that's I think where you're overstepping your bounds in a marriage. If there is bonus money that that individual has earned, if Panda has worked hard, paid his bills, and he's got a little scratch at the end of the month, and he wants to buy like he did on eBay, Josh Allen collectible figurines. There you go. <laughs> they started arriving yesterday. I'm like, what the hell is this? <laughs> but that's different though. Remember Denny's told that story of his buddy how they, they had they had bills to pay, but instead mm. of paying the bills, he ended up buying a big old, I think it was a Spider-Man statue. Now that's messed up. It was like a $500 Spider-Man yeah. statue and they still had to pay the bills. That That's where people... That's where it's not fair and that's where you're going to lead to resentment in your marriage. If you're not pulling your weight and you're going buying Spider-Man toys your wife's going to be pissed. And I'm on her side. Mm -hmm. Reddit's also saying it should be completely okay to admit that you don't know anything about the subject or admit that you're wrong. And a lot of people always feel like they've got to come off like they do know something and then they spew something ignorant about it. But yeah, I'm fine saying I don't know anything about that. We get embarrassed when we're wrong and then we try to double down. And it is kind (laughs) of a refreshing thing if someone goes, you, I, I don't know. I was wrong. <laughs> no you idea. Just, you just don't want your, your surgeon to say that in the middle of surgery. <laughs> yeah. Another thought on Reddit about taboo topics that shouldn't be, miscarriages. Everybody wants to know about your family planning, but nobody wants to talk about losing a child. Despite the impact, you're expected to act and show up to work as if nothing happened. And it is, it's an emotional roller coaster. If you've ever gone through that, the Queen and I had just a terrible run there before Cannon was born, and it was very emotional and tough. But and I feel like most people would understand that, that it is rough and that is a, a sad thing. Yeah, I guess it's like, all right, you're supposed to keep a, a stiff upper lip and, and not, you know, be able to show that. And it, it's kind of weird as people are following your progressions. And that's why so many people often wait now till they're in the second trimester. Because you don't want people taking that walk with you only have to go back and tell them the emotional side of, sorry, we lost a child. Sure. Other things you're talking about, a couple sleeping in separate beds, a taboo topic that shouldn't be. Hey, if you want comfort and you sleep better, doesn't mean that your marriage is going to end. No. I think that's how you save a marriage. Some people snore and then the other person can't deal with it. Mm-hmm. And sleep is important. It is the most important to your health. Whatever you got to do to create that bubble where you sleep in peace and health, do it. I mean, if you got somebody that has night terrors on the rig and they're thrashing around. <laughs> then you may not I'm looking sleep. at a guy like that. You may not <laughs> want to sleep in the same bed with him. And that's okay. That guy needs to sleep alone. And it is... Is okay. It doesn't mean you love him any less. A couple other weird things we make taboo and maybe we shouldn't. Calling genitals by their anatomically scientific names. You know, why do we always have to come up with these slang slash vulgar terms? Because they're fun. Yeah, they are. (laughs) It's just great fun. They're way more fun when you got like, you know, bar chatter. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) Using the anatomical term in the bar doesn't feel right. I always love those topics when we have to come up with a list. Who can make the, who can name the most nicknames for a private part in like 20 seconds? It's so fun. We do that now. We excel. Tell me what to do. Also death. A taboo topic. I talk about it a lot. That was my one of my goals with weird whatever. Weird whatever was to talk about death more because mm-hmm. I do think we should talk about. It. I think if we talked about it a little bit more, it wouldn't be as freaky. Yeah, I, I think there's just really to me, I don't know of any topics that would be taboo or 
off. I think it's all about how you talk about the topic, not the topic itself. Any other thoughts, you can always get through to us, 877-979-WRMF. Jaybird with a little perspective and a thought for the day for you next. The KVJ Show. That was kind of a crazy story. Talk about somebody that's very important to one family in particular. Seven years ago, a paramedic in West Virginia named Christy Hadfield saved a former Marine's life when he had a heart attack. Now he's 72, he's doing great. But she wasn't done yet with the family. She recently saved his daughter's life too. What? Her name is Molly Jones and they connected on Facebook after the dad had his heart attack. And last year, Molly posted about needing a new kidney and Christy stepped up and donated. The surgery was in December, two days after Christmas, and now they're both doing great. Whoa. Same story, Ross. How about that, huh? That's amazing. Isn't that unreal? I mean, talk about a valuable person to somebody's family. No kidding. I mean, we're talking free pizza, not just on Monday. <laughs> right. And, and if she you... don't want pizza, what does she want? Whatever yes. she wants for dinner, for life. Forever. That, that is unreal. Yeah, you save two family members' lives just with uh, one person, man. Wow. Yeah, that in there. That uh, definitely is a valuable life. No doubt about it. Well, we got uh, more stuff coming up. The after the show is on the way. Still a lot of things that uh, we did not get to touch on. It's probably going to be a little bit more entertaining to talk about it in the after the show because we don't have to worry about what we say about it. Uh, Like apparently uh, men are finding ways to elongate their manhood. The big question is, would you do it? Uh I'll let you know the procedure and the Mm. price. It sounds like it's a trap. (laughs) <laughs> it could be. But what if it wasn't so bad? Would you do it? That's what we're going to uh, discuss. So we'll have no holds barred in that discussion coming up. It's going to be on YouTube. Also, you can watch it on Twitch. Just look for a KBJ show on either one of those platforms or listen anytime on demand wherever you get your podcast. Bird, if you would, take us to the overtime with your thought for the day. Talked a lot about thoughts today. We did? <laughs> Thinking is difficult. That's why most people judge. Uh, 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 okay. What? The KDJ Show on 97.9 WRMS.